Hi, I'm Grant Gustin. And Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce. Hi, this is Brandon Routh, a.k.a. The Adam. I'm Chris Williams. You're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. To and you're listening to, to the Flash Podcast. Supergirl Radio. To the Legends of Tomorrow Podcast. To the Black Lightning Podcast. Worlds will live. Worlds will die. And the universe will never be the same. And we're live right here on Mixer.com slash DCC Podcast. Welcome to the sixth podcast crossover covering the Arrowverse crossover event, Crisis on Infinite Herbs. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Andy B. from The Flash Podcast, and we have, good lord, we have so many people. This is going to be exciting, overwhelming, but also pretty sweet. So first of all, from uh, from The Flash Podcast, is, uh, we have Lazy, Taddy, and Breeze. Ladies, say hi. Welcome. Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. It's my first crossover. I'm so excited. Yay! <laughs> well, well, we're happy to have you. Um, joining us from Supergirl Radio, we have uh, Rebecca Johnson and Morgan Glennon, who's also repping the, the Legends podcast. So, how are you ladies doing tonight? Hello. Hello. And <laughs> um, from Bad Woman podcast, we have Mimi and Rachel. Hi. And then from Black Lightning Pies, we have Brittany Monet coming in from Another Earth. Welcome to the, to the hey. crossover, Brittany. This is my first crossover, too. I'm excited. Um, <laughs> just to make a disclaimer to the new base, there are no swags being given out. There's uh, there's no like there's no trophies or medals, anything like that. Like, um, you That's know, not what my agent said. Uh, well, um, <laughs> If I was so lucky to even have a manager, that would be wouldn't that be lovely? Um, um, so we're here, we're here to. Cover. You didn't introduce me, Andy. Well, 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 your, well your show is done now. No. Oh, no, 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was. Just, I just wanted to see if she would notice that. Uh, no, oh. joining us from Quiver, the Green Arrow Pocket, is the lovely, the talented, the amazing, the Canadian Mr. Manikovskan. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate it. you're on a you're on a call with all ladies right now. Like I feel like this DC TV pod, like I've been on a couple of these crossovers and this is really awesome because I'm repping I'm repping I'm, Mike's not joining us from Quiver, but it's awesome to be here and uh, to talk about things with you all. So thank you for the introduction, Andy. I appreciate you know, no, it. No worries. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be joined by such amazing women. And you know, M- Michael, he uh, he he's busy being a Disney show for the rest of the month because you know. Star Wars is his thing, and Arrow is my thing. So no, but he will be with us in the on the January fifteenth. If he's sworn on his life, he'll be on that. I like. <laughs> I don't care if he has a fever or if he has uh-uh. like. If even if he's in the middle of a surgery, I will put the damn man on air, whether he wants to or not. Uh, 
I have agents all over Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, I was about to say all over the world, but I'm like, no, I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that cool. So, so this is gonna be fun. We have a lot of listeners in line here right now. We have over sixty people listening right now. So thank you so much for being here. And uh, remember, while you're in the live chat talking to everyone and listening to us hit the hearts and send us your questions and your feedback and so on and we will everyone everyone who's on the skype call right now are actually in the chat so they're keeping an eye on things and so we're gonna have we're gonna have lots of fun we have lots of things to discuss so uh, this will cover um the first three episodes we're gonna cover uh the um, the ninth episode of Supergirl season five the ninth episode of Bad Woman season one and the ninth episode of Flash season six, and um, we know that there there was the Black Lightning episode, and they kind of revealed very late on that it was going to be basically crisis related because of the damn title. And um, but that's that's the problem with Lightning anyway, because we get long titles and then they changed it, uh, changed it before it even airs. Um, how long is this Google Doc, Rebecca? The Google Doc that we're doing the show from is three pages, no, no, which no, is no, not. No, 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 no we're not, the, you know that's not the page. We're, that's not. The, that's not, <laughs> not well, I, I, I sent a few people my my notes that I made for these first three parts, and it was uh, how long is that? No. Eleven pages. It that's was still, eleven pages. Yeah. Yeah, it was more, still not eleven that. pages. Morgan, I, I opened respect. it. Andy was talking about the first chapter of a novel. I know. Andy was talking about, oh, it's going to be a Rebecca, a Rebecca Google Doc. I opened it. I was like, 11 pages. What is this? I took a nap expecting Rebecca to bring her A game. And then I'm like, 11 pages? Really? But no, I'm kidding. I'm here's the thing. We would not be what we are without Rebecca Johnson. Like there's like there's so much this woman does for this network that I'm like, we, she sets a good president, and she makes me feel a ba- shame sometimes when I'm like, my Google Doc is just like barely a page long. Um, well, I, I appreciate that, but I really just wanted to keep track of all the Earths. Yeah, I had oh. to write them all down so I could keep track of them and oh. what happened and who was there. and Yeah, it was very complicated. Yeah, exactly. So um, we're going to – this kind of kind of be like – you know, we're gonna kind of go from each episode, to episode, but we're not like we're gonna kind of talk about the most, the biggest plots that happen, and then kind of work everything else. And so, um, so we're gonna start with uh, what what happened on Sunday. You know, Supergirl um, was the first Earth to bite the dust. Uh, oh, by the way, there's no, there are spoiler alert. There are no spoilers in this because if you if you're tuning into this, we're I am expecting you. So I've watched these three episodes, and if you haven't, and you're still listening, I still love you. You're still valuable in my life, <laughs> but don't come in my mention and be like, why did you spoil the fan thing? Um, so, I'm very pleased to say that I actually watched all three episodes of this crossover. I feel like I've been on these before where <laughs> I like, failed to watch like, ever. To offer <laughs> background, <laughs> that's, to offer, the, that's the best. From the from, as a background, last year, we, we had to delay the, sh- the show by <laughs> 10 late, minutes, yeah. because Amanda screams to Michael, I I accidentally (laughs) forgot but like okay but everybody makes up for it like this is why I'm with all you awesome people who do these great google documents and then I can just ride your coattails the whole way so (laughs) thank you for being prepared but also I these are these are great I think it makes a difference that I quite enjoyed these ones so like actually watch them which is nice it helps carry on carry on (laughs) okay so the part one starts on supergirl and it's um I mean that's it's really where a lot of the drama ends and begins and so on because we lose 
we lose Earth 38, and this is where we all bring everyone together, and um, we also lose someone else. We will talk about it shortly. Don't worry. Um, no. I'm t- I'm, I'm, this is like I'm preparing myself. Um, so um, I want to start with the you know, everyone coming together and kind of realizing what's going on. Uh, so I'm going to start with the, the Supergirl radio list, uh, the host. Um, how did you feel? Especially because, you know... The, and that, this is not to shame the show, but like you know, there hasn't been, been any crisis build up until until last week. So going into this week's um, crossover, so how do you feel about the way that it all began? I was expecting uh, the the destruction of Earth thirty eight, so that I'm, I'm I I realized that that was a big part of the episode is that Earth thirty eight goes away. But and and I guess I kind of figured that Argo was going to go with it, but I think I was more impacted by the destruction of Argo than I was with Earth thirty eight because yeah, I think the same for me because I was like Earth thirty like clearly they're going to do something to bring back you know our main cast from Supergirl somehow, but I feel like Argo's probably gone. Like I feel like that gazebo mystery is always <laughs> going to be a mystery it out. for me now. <laughs> We're never going to know what the deal with that gazebo is. Also, my my biggest question is, having gone through the destruction of Krypt- Krypton, they didn't think, like, a thing we want to invest in is escape pods. They were like, no, we only <laughs> oh need my God. one. We need one baby-sized escape pod and no more. It's like it's like the Titanic. They were like, "No, no, we don't, we don't, we don't want the lifeboats." <laughs> the planet will blow up this time. <laughs> well, I was I was really confused about that scene. Well, and I guess it's because Lila Harbinger takes Clark and Lois out of that area and doesn't take Alora with them, and that really made me mad. But I think the thing about Argo is that. For me, Argo is such a specifically tied to Supergirl component in the comics. And she it, Argo really doesn't have anything to do with Superman. It's like a Supergirl thing. And so when that goes away, that goes that takes with it all of those potential Supergirl stories. And it's just it's so tough as a Supergirl fan. Like I I realize Crisis on Infinite Earths has got to eliminate some Earth. I, I get it. <laughs> we we enjoy the story because it's, you know, the stakes are so high, but it just sucks that Argo is gone. But Earth-38 is also uh, a big deal because we don't know who survived on Earth-38. We know some people evacuated, but we don't know who survived. Did Brian <laughs> the <laughs> alien die? <laughs> You know, these are the James, big questions. So many James, from HR gone. James Olsen's so, desk. I mean, I mean, I'm, uh, I mean, first James Olsen primarily, and then then. You know, no, because... James definitely got off the planet. I feel like with his with his newsboy legion, and they're gonna be like, you know, getting stuff ready, giving out the news, and then soon, you know, fighting crime. I, I feel <laughs> confident. James made it off. He probably took his desk with him. It's like, only take the most important things. He's like, okay, boys, get that desk. (laughs) (laughs) But I saw, uh, Rebecca, I saw in the chat, somebody mentioned, do we think that it's going to become the bottle city of Argo? (laughs) Like... That's how they're gonna end up saving it at the end of Crisis. Like they were like, we couldn't save Argo Kara, and then they hand her like a little bot, like a little ship in a bottle bottle, and they're like, but your mom is in there. And then and then, and, 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 and McRory comes in, and he's like, oh beer, and he actually drinks it all. 
<laughs> that went to a weird place. But <laughs> the Final City of Candor would be awesome. I've been wanting that for a long time on the show. And I think that would work. That seems very close to, you know, what the Silver Age of Supergirl is is like. They actually have her parents are in the Bottle City of Candor. So I'd be into that. So I, I don't know how they can make that work exactly because it did seem like Argo got completely destroyed. But but I, I I like that now Kara and and all of the Supergirl people are kind of on the same side with the other heroes having to join forces. Um, it just sucks that you know Kara's had to witness another one of her Earths be destroyed. Uh, so I guess that's what makes her the paragon of hope. Uh, so oh. I have to say, my as the person coming from the universe that has the Lazarus Pit, which means that no like consequences are real. Do we all feel like this is, like, for real? Because I, my biggest thing with, like, that actually, like, happening is, is everybody actually gone? Like, are these Earths actually gone? Is that, it, like, was a, like, that was another frustrating thing to me, and I'm sorry if I interrupted. Um, but the, it seemed like Kara was hinting or teasing at the fact that the the other Earths could be brought back. And yeah. as much as I grieved the loss of Earth 38 and all of the potential stories and Argo and all the potential stories, I also was like, okay, I can deal with it if those are the stakes and that's what you've decided to do story-wise. But don't then try to bring it back and then make this all worthless. So I, I, I'm very yeah. confused. Yeah. So go into that. Oh, I'm mean, going to do just when I finish. Like, you know, since... oh. That was literally that was literally my thought because it's like everything is now destroyed and I kind of I've never lived in a world where the Arrowverse is like yes everything is destroyed and it stays <laughs> away right where it's like always something comes back and if they pick and choose what's coming back or does everything come back I don't know it just seems it's just my my speculative uh, question as we go into the final two episodes I'm curious uh, what what is the real consequences versus the contrived consequences to make us think that everything is terrible so. For any uh, hardcore Quiver fans out there, take a shot anytime one of them says uh, contrived or content, because that's what they do on Quiver. Um, Michael, I, I, Michael, if you're listening, I, I, I've told you this. I made fun of this before, so just DM. Um, let's let's go to my Flash people, and I'm gonna start with uh, with Breeze. What did you think about the way that they dealt with the end of Argo and Earth 38? I mean, I also agree that it just, I don't understand why they started the episode with destroying Argo like that. I think, like, they went through such efforts to kind of bring it back, and it was such a huge part of Kara's story over the past couple of seasons that I wish they would have done more to save it. I guess it's setting the tone for the destruction to come, but wow, poor Kara, she has, like, no time to mourn her mom at all. I think she spends more time mourning Oliver, which we'll get to later. But um, yeah, so I wasn't a huge fan of that. I was also confused about them sending people to Earth 1 because 3.5 million people, that sounds like an urban urban planning nightmare. <laughs> so that's my thoughts on that. Well, well, your name is Lena Lufer. Anything is possible. Lena would be like, okay, I'm going to find a place for all these people, but just so you know, and then she like turns around and she's like, I'm still not your friend, Kara. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still mad. And then like hope like wanders up and she's like, she is still mad. (laughs) (laughs) From jail. Hope is just like her hype person. (laughs) That That was my big takeaway from the first episode is like, I woke up the next morning and I went, did they evacuate the jails? 
is Hope okay? <laughs> I'm guessing the only thing that Mike said at that point, but, but what about Monel? <laughs> I I'm sure Monel's out there. He's he's safe somewhere, zooming around with Win. I don't know. They don't have a Legion cruiser. That's how Brady had a Legion from. <laughs> Was that I ever explained? It, and, and in the season three finale of Supergirl, Wynn gets into the Legion cruiser with Monel and I guess Imra, and they he's learning how to uh, captain the ship. So as far as I knew, the Legion left with the cruiser at the end of season three. So I don't know how Brainy got that that ship. What's continuity? What? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is a portal, obviously. As a portal is the answer to everything. <laughs> That hasn't been done enough now in sci-fi uh, media and so on. Um, Lacey, what did what did you take away from all this? Uh, with uh, um, I think I, I think I'm a little less like salty about the Argo thing because I truly like I question how much of this will really stick going forward. I think some of it will. I think a lot of it won't. I actually, this is me skipping ahead, like just a smooch. I'm sorry. But, like, I actually was like, oh, they really are going for this, like, when I was watching the first episode. But by the time they got to the part where, like, they've literally disintegrated, like, the entire cast of Black Lightning, I was like, well, they're going to undo that. So that's kind of how I feel about that stuff a little bit. I'm not not super convinced that it's going to be something that actually is permanent. So I will cross that bridge when I get there. Uh... I do love, um, I love Parent Clark and Lois so much. They're so cute. And I really, and maybe this was because I feel like she didn't get enough of a spotlight last time around, but I feel like they really did a good job of centering a lot of this on Kara and, and actually making her a key part of the story instead of somebody who happens to be like in the story, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. which, is, which is much better than the her actual show has been treating her the season. So. <laughs> that's, really, that's really true. Carr got like a, a nice amount of screen time over the course of these three episodes in this crossover, which I was surprised about because Rebecca and I, when we kept seeing all the casting announcements, it was like, and then for the 50th Superman. And I was like, <laughs> we were both like, oh, no. But uh, I, I felt like she at least got some good stuff to do. Uh, and it wasn't all like, look at how many Supermans we have. Um, before I go, I, I go to Taddy. I want to just welcome um, and the late Party Crasher, uh, but he's one of our favorite brother, Brother Nate from the Blind Iron Podcast. Br- Br- brother Nate, welcome to Earth One. What is going on, Brother Andy? What is going on, everybody? All these paragons of podcasting, if you will. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, can we get T-shirts? Oh can we come up? Like, I'm serious. Um, I'm so we, serious we about that. Andy, I, I got to tell you, Andy. I, I met you. I met your man tonight because uh, all of a sudden, like, I was leaving work, right? And all of a sudden, my boss Steve turned into LaMonica Garrett, because I'm like, Steve, it's 8 o'clock, I gotta go, and Steve is like, no, you cannot leave, and I said, Steve, it's 8 o'clock, and he's like, you must answer the call, and I'm like, how you gonna try to just go remote me, Steve, and next thing I know, I'm in a vibe outfit, and I'm still working, and it's 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> I love you so much. Um, so, but with that said, Taddy, uh, what do you think about 
this thing and um, do with um, a, a, a dash of Tiana Hollowness. Uh, Oh. <laughs> do I ever do things with not a dash of Tatiana? Well, um, hello, brother headache. Nate. It is so lovely. I, you know what? I have one right now. I have one right now, <laughs> and it's because of my feelings about Kara losing Argo and not getting any time to mm. mourn that. Um, that was like I understand that Argo has to go, and like I think there has to be real consequences. Things have to go, and even things that have been built up are gonna go. So sure, Argo can go if it must. Um, but I didn't like that Kara basically was like sad face. My mom is dead, and also those other people that I don't know. And <laughs> and then we just moved on. And then like by the end of the I don't know by the time that Oliver died. I'm sorry, I know I'm skipping ahead, but like by the end of the episode, Oliver died, and then you knew. <laughs> Exactly. What? <laughs> what? But like, at that point, you knew that everything else was going to be about the fact that Oliver had died. So I was like, what's even the point? How is his one life, like, like literally, like you guys already said, they spent more time mourning that one life than they did all of the lives of Argo. And then, of course, all of the billions of lives of Earth-38. So, in fact, I would say that what I liked more um, was the opening of just, like, getting getting to see this sounds like horrible but like in that little like easter egg before you murder them kind of way getting to see all the different universes of the multiverse and how they disappear right because yeah. it's like you're like everything feels connected for a second and then you do feel the real impact of those deaths whether or not like especially if you had been attached to that franchise or to that part of the universe and then you see them disappear it's like they're gone for this show now even though they're not connected to our characters so they don't have to waste time mourning it we can mourn that. So I like that much more than I liked Argo. Um, I'm just going to tell the ladies and Nate right now, um, if we can just hold off with the death part, because it's, it's taking every fiber of my, my existence right now to not go into how I'm feeling. So let's let's just... let's You know what? Let's give Supergirl the focus that the showrunner of Supergirl does, does not uh, before we make it about this <laughs> other but, person. So I will say that, you know, I agree with people that at least Kara got more focus in this than she normally does in her show. So that was, a, that it, like, Supergirl and Bat, Batwoman. And even, you know what, in all three episodes she got a good amount of focus, so. I like what Leslie Justice is saying, that Kara actually consoled Superman, but no one consoled her. Well, you know, if you're a woman in the Arrowverse, that's how it usually goes. Um, so, let's take it to our Black Lightning people. And I'm sorry with Brittany, uh, because she was on time. Uh, Brittany, how did you feel? I love you, but 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 but, but <laughs> Brittany, how did you feel about um, what went down for Kara in, in this episode? I'm going to be honest. I've been very behind on Supergirl. So for me, I was just like, wait, they just killed off her mom? I'm like, have they got closer? What have I missed? I <laughs> no. was just very like, okay, thank you. But I was still just like, I was like, ah. But, um, you know, it's kind of sad to see Erica go. But even though I knew she I was going to come back, as we know. But um, it, was, it was sad. And I really love that moment, though. Like, everyone's talking about with the pod and Jonathan. That was a really nice callback. But still, yeah, like, why aren't there enough skate pods? Like, I don't know if it was Rebecca or Morgan who said that, but, like, it, you know, if, why weren't there any? They should know this. They've gone through this, sadly. So, um, but, you know, I don't think everything's going to stay, obviously, because all the Earths are gone. Someone's going to come back. But 
And now, but, <laughs> and now, but Nate, how did you feel about uh, what went down in uh, in part one? Oh man, part one was was just a, a roller coaster of emotions. Uh, and and to piggyback off of what uh, Toddy said, you know, uh, Brittany knows one of the people that we love on Black Lightning, Andy, is uh, Dr. Jace, because she saved 14 kids. Them 14 kids. 14 kids, 14 man. Kids. So I, I got to shout out Oliver Queen, because he saved at least 20,000 kids in that billion. But I love it, man. Give the man his props. Give the man his props. You saved the kids. I appreciate that. It makes, uh, up, it makes up for the 10,000 people that his wife killed. Mm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not going there right now where we have to fight about Felicity. I forgot that Felicity was like a serial killer. Like, <laughs> Wait. I thought, <laughs> can we all back like up? A, like a mass murderer. The character on Arrow become a mass murderer because now I'm maybe more interested in getting caught up. She nukes. Uh, uh, she nukes a, like a village of ten thousand people, and I'm oh, like, and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, the arrow got even darker than I remember. Like, and for everyone who's like, Black Lives is a murder, I'm like, but not as big as Felicity. Wow. That, can you? Andy, we don't talk about that. I don't. Listen, when you're bringing it up, no, when, Felicity, when Felicity murders, she dreams big. That's it. Yeah, I mean, how about you get on her level? <laughs> uh, no, I actually don't want to be in jail. I don't want to join Chloe Sullivan. So, uh, so Nate, oh, how, oh, how, ouch! How, how, oh, wow! Why must you wound us that way? Oh, wow! That's a, that's a paragon My, for you, brother. Michael. Michael, this is why I needed you tonight because I'm, I don't, ha- I don't have, I don't have self control. So, <laughs> uh, so go, go on, Nate. Go on. Oh, but Andy, my, like I think my two favorite things in that episode. With number one, seeing my man Burt Ward rocking the Robin sweater, I just was like, oh, yes. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. And and just kind of the callbacks with Robert Wool starting off the, that scene of, of uh, you know, kind of quick cameos, uh, calling all the way back to Batman 89. Like, that was cool. But then the other thing, man, and, and I get what, what Toddy and Brittany are saying about, you know, kind of the that Kara didn't have time to, to grieve. But I couldn't even focus on that man because Super Baby, Super Baby <laughs> on on this crossover to me, Andy. Super Baby was to me what Baby Yoda was to you on that episode of the Flash podcast last week. Because I was just like, oh, Super Baby, just so cute and cuddly and chubby. Oh, Super Baby. It was a really cute baby. It really was. <laughs> so if you were in crisis, you you would be the per- you'd be in like mix role, like taking care yes, of baby, drinking beer, reading uh, my erotic novel, and taking care of the baby. I, I kind of for a second want to be like, I was like, can I go back being a kid and can I please be adopted by Mick for a second? But then I'm like, oh good lord, it's Mick. Never mind. Um, no, I'm not a. I'm not a boomer legend, so do not, like, I I still don't get what it is. Uh, okay, Morgan, no, not Morgan, Mimi. Morgan, Mimi, so, you need to, Mimi, change your I'm handle. I'm here, too. You're no, not- I've had that handle since I was, like, 16. I'm not changing it, I'm stubborn. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mimi. So how did, you feel about, how did you feel about the end of, uh, of our 38? All right, so much like a lot of our lovely people here, I am so not caught up on Supergirl. And I was like, well... I'm sad now, even though I didn't even know Argo had even happened because I'm mm. in and out of Supergirl. And I was like, I'm sad because that was upsetting. It was just like a very upsetting moment, whether I'm a casual viewer or not. Because that's the thing with the crossovers. I'm either on point and caught up with everything 
I am caught up with legends and that's it, you know? And like, obviously Batwoman because Batwoman podcast. So <laughs> it was upsetting. Like, you know, it's, it was upsetting for just the way they did it. And I applaud them for that. But Kara should have been able to grieve. That was just it. I'm thrilled she got it in later episodes, but it should have happened in her actual episode of the crossover. Like, come on, let the girl have a moment. She lost everything again. Again, let the stop. She doesn't need to deal with other people's man pain. I get it's her cousin, but she could have helped more, or like not even help more, but they could have let her have a more than just a frowny face. I'm like, oh, oh wait, you're sad too. Cool, let's go be sad together. But let me make you feel better first. No, I his baby's okay. They're okay. Stop it. Be sad. You lost your mom. And like, yeah, sure, Earth 38. That's depressing. But it felt like with. Uh, with Infinity War, it's like, everyone's dying right now, but by the time we get it back, we'll see what's been retconned, but I'm not like, wow, I'm sad, but by the third time, third episode, I'm not as sad. But for the first episode, yep, I was sad. All kinds of sad. <laughs> I'm gonna ask the live chat right now. If, if You don't need a debate if I'm a boomer or not. If you want me to be a boomer, I'll be, I'll be a boomer. If you don't want me a boomer, I won't be a boomer. That's fine. Um, Rachel, Hi. Hi, Rachel. Yes. How are you? Hi. I'm good. Um, How are you? I, I'm I'm good. I wish I I wish I was a lawyer though, because that's kinda awesome. I'm just saying. She's our Thank lawyer, you. everyone. She protects us from everything. Um, I think so, they know that. Yeah, so, <laughs> they um, Don't make so, her deal be Archie's mom. Does she protect us from robots and futuristic apes? <laughs> Maybe. So um, uh, Rachel, how did you feel about um uh, or pretty destruction, then of Argo, and if you want to talk about Super Baby, that's fine. I think Earth 38 would have had a lot more stakes if they hadn't gotten through destroying all the other Earths by the end of the three episodes. Because, like, in the Supergirl episode itself, I could have bought that, like, they were actually going to keep Earth 38 destroyed, and that would be, like, really tragic. But now I'm just like, okay, well, they're obviously going to bring all of them back because that'd be really stupid if they brought back all right. of them except Earth 38. Um, I do think, however, that they're probably going to keep Argo gone, which I am very sad about because you're not allowed to kill Erica Durant no matter what role she's in. <laughs> so I, I had a moment there. Um, and, and yeah, uh, Super Baby was very cute. I really appreciate the line about, like, why would Oliver Queen kidnap a baby? <laughs> like, <laughs> comedic potential there was super high, so I appreciated that. So uh, before I get my foot, I do want to get everyone's quick thoughts on because the the... the, the I've never okay, Rebecca, take this, take it however you want. I've never seen such an amazing opening to any Super Bowl episode as I did with this one because oh my god, all them herbs. Um, which okay, so I'm gonna go. This is kind of like, you know just say which one was your favorite. I'm sorry with Rebecca, which was your favorite Earth to see? Uh, for a quick second before they were all destroyed like like uh, like crazy cakes. Just in the Supergirl episode yeah, or throughout. Episode. Uh, well, I didn't care anything about Earth-16, which was the Star City 2046. I could care less about that. Um, Earth-X, I didn't didn't really want to go back to Earth-X anyway. I was curious about Earth-9 with the Titans. Uh, I'm not caught up on Titan Season 2, so I don't know. I guess the Titans are are gone. Um, I guess if I really wanted to revisit any of them, it would be Earth-89, because I do love the Tim Burton Batman movies. So uh, I think that's that's probably the one. But, I mean, Earth-38, 
uh, I guess you could also put in there. Um, but that was just kind of a given. But I, I guess I enjoyed seeing the the uh, Bat, uh, the Batman eighty nine Earth, the Earth eighty nine, because it even had uh, he even had a newspaper that said Batman captures the Joker, which is what happens in Batman eighty nine. So uh, I thought that was a nice little touch. Oh, you would think at that point in like in that timeline, like like that's still headline news. Like, how many times has has that happened? At this point? <laughs> uh, well, not... the Joker died at the end of Batman eighty nine. I mean, we assume he's still mm. kind of laughing at the end. Maybe maybe he's still around. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I mean, he did fall really pretty. <laughs> he he fell pretty good height from the top. Maybe maybe it's though, like the Prince half Batman half Joker from the music video. True, Maybe that's who Batman kept. Okay. okay. <laughs> I um, I'm going to call him out right now. Michael. Joker copycats. M- Michael, you told me you were busy, and yet you're in my live chat. Uh, he said, no, he said he wasn't going to do that. Andy, uh, did you not listen? Like, he's busy watching children and supporting me from afar. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> Michael, Michael, Michael. He's cheering uh, you on. Michael. Thank um, you. Clark Michael. just became a dad, and he could st- still help save the world and be a father. So, <laughs> Ouch. Well, Clark lost Clark, his baby. He had to leave his baby with Mick to do that. Right. Right. He, he did momentarily like, lose his child, so maybe that's not... Maybe that's not the dad, hashtag dad goals we want to go after right now. <laughs> and I want to say that I feel like I'm doing a pretty okay job repping Quiver Podcast. No, you're doing a wonderful I'm, job. I'm you're sorry, doing a wonderful I'm not, job. I'm not doing great, Amanda. Wanted. I'm not the host you wanted, but I'm the host no, you no, needed. No, 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 no. Oh, no. no. You're the host he needed. <laughs> you're the, the host you're he the, deserved. Yes. Yeah. No, don't you worry. Mike, Michael, Michael will be back. For January fifteenth, uh, Morgan, which was, which was your favorite Earth to see? Well, um, looking at Rebecca's notes because I don't remember what any of the Earths were um, in Supergirl. I think yeah, can my we favorite... Rebecca's notes, please. Thank, thank God for Rebecca's notes. Uh, my favorite was in a link. Yeah, uh, Earth sixty six, which was the uh, the Bart the, the Bert Ward Earth when he's like, "Holy crimson skies of death!" That was that was amazing. Uh, Tariana, which was your favorite Earth? Um, it has to be from the first episode or just in general? Just, just the first episode. Oh, dang. I don't remember who was in the first episode. I'm going to go with the Burt Ward Earth as well. Because I was actually, you know what? You know what? Titans was in the first episode, right? Yes. Okay. Titans was my favorite because people kept saying Titans is too good for the CW. They'll never be on the CW. They are mm. so much better off not on the CW. And then they were on the CW and they died. The end. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess, I guess, I guess Pike is not coming back for season. Uh... The, C- the CW got its revenge. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You want to talk about me? <laughs> okay, uh, lazy. Um, I know I I keep my favorite favorite one is not in this in this episode, but I'm also gonna go with. Uh, I'm so glad somebody looked this up so I know which one is correct. The Earth sixty six version mostly because anything that includes the line holy crimson skies of death is automatically like a winner in my book mm-hmm. breeze uh i'm also gonna go with earth 66 you can't beat the classic i would have said earth 9 but i wish they would have shown more titans in that clip i was a little disappointed like sorry i do not uh care about hawk <laughs> <laughs> People rarely do, uh, but, be, but please be careful. My son was in that sh- one in that shot. Um, <laughs> Your son? Yeah, Jason thought is my he's my he's my child, but I you know 
I had to give it a month. It honestly because took me a minute to like figure out that was Titans. I mean, I haven't, I haven't watched Titans in quite some time since maybe like the first episode, but <laughs> I don't really remember like who is on the show, and I was yeah, like, what neither is that? Those were on the show in, at the beginning, so that makes yeah. Sense. <laughs> um, and then I was like, oh, process of el- elimination. Like, I guess it's Titans, but they only got like like a quick shot of them too, which I thought was a little weird. It's probably just footage they, t- they shot from um, from Toronto because I, they, they did not actually f- go to Vancouver to film that those parts. And uh, Brittany, what was your favorite Earth to see before you got uh, slaughtered? On this episode, it was eighty nine. Um, mm-hmm. I was sad because I was thinking about Michelle Pfeiffer and coming home to her. Oh, sorry, don't have a husband. Um, <laughs> um, you know that's one of my favorite lines of, of any like superhero um, you know movie so I was very sad because I'm like oh Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> she but, made it yeah. out somehow hopefully fingers crossed um, Nate <sighs> I, I love 89 because uh, if Knox is there I'm hoping that means that Billy D's Harvey Dent is still there uh, but I'm I'm gonna go with 66 because I I, I love the way they brought Burt Ward back. The only thing is I don't know if I'd want to visit there because I don't know like what the situation is with race relations on Earth 66. <laughs> like I, I don't want to get there and just like it's it's still segregated. It's like holy voting rights act, Batman. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like I don't know. It, it, I'll watch from afar. <laughs> I'll be, like, I'll be like your boy LaMonica and just monitor it. <laughs> you mean like La, La Daddy? <laughs> wow. Oh, <I'm>... Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, now, anyway. Now he's La Ante Daddy. Um, uh, we're not going to mm. go there because we had a debate about this uh, back in Can we uh, stop saying but... Daddy, please? <laughs> no, <laughs> Thank no, you. Because, no, because Tom Welling is coming up soon. Uh, so, okay, anyway, so about oh, Earth. Me, 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 <laughs> Uh, Earth 16, just because that was a nice little, oh no, you've wrecked this set again. <laughs> that was... <laughs> and that was my thought. I just saw that and I was like, oh no. Yep, it's back. Cool. <laughs> and Rachel? Uh, the legend stand in me is tempted to say Earth 16, but I don't think I can give that much appreciation to Oliver Queen. So I'm going to go <laughs> with Earth 66, because Batman. For everyone, for every... Mother effort out there who has ever given me crap for how I sh- shade and drag Oliver Queen. It's not just an Andy thing, it's a Disney podcast thing. So. Um, speak for yourselves. I am here. It, it, it's, I am it, here it, to, to fight on the side of right. It's okay. It's okay. One of us has to have low standard. It's fine. Uh, my favorite <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. You're, you're close to having no quiver podcast representation on the cover right now. You know what? Okay. Don't alienate us too much. So, I'm the only one that's allowed to badmouth Oliver Queen. There can't be more than one. Oh, of okay, okay, fine. My favorite. <laughs> okay, Earth, that's fair. We can, you can do it. <laughs> my, my favorite Earth was actually '89 because I, I just love you know, hearing the iconic theme and just just seeing Knox uh, and just seeing the headline and then. I think that was a cool. Oh, I was so happy for Bird Ward, and I, I just because I try to say Holy Crimson Sky was death five times quick. I, I, I'm like, nope. I couldn't. <laughs> um, it was also fun seeing the Ray back because I love Russell Toby so much. Um, so that was a lot of fun uh, for me. Just c- c- talking about the whole Argo or anything. Um, 
I mean, it doesn't help when the damn trailer spoils it, then. Um, I kind of, like, you, you had to reveal that both of them were going to disappear. Like, like, but yeah, of course, I'm sad that Carr didn't get to say goodbye or anything like that. But it was also, I thought it was just so beautiful when they were on, or when they were on Krypton, and on Argo, where Lowe's and Clark get to have, like, that Jor-El, um, Laura moment. I was like, it's, because it's, it, it brings everything back to the beginning in some ways. Um, but then I'm like, no, he's, no, he's, they're going to be fine. Um, oh my God. Alex and Argo, take the grass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, on. I mean, did they try that? I know that, that <laughs> Kara was going to use the book, but did she try the grass first? <laughs> um, but I thought it was still like I thought it was good that they kicked it off with like with you know making sure that you know this is going to be a game changer. Like I, for everyone who thinks that Earth, I mean, like here's the thing: it's probably things are going to probably come back, but differently. Like not everything will be back, but I think some things will. Be, I mean, we're still going to be stuck with the uh, Leviathan for the. Uh, for the next half of the season, Supergirl. So I'm sure that's coming back. But like, I don't think Argo's coming back unless there's an Argo on Earth One, because we mm. don't know what the status are of the Kryptonians on uh, Earth. Oh, good lord, everyone is is screaming about the grass right now. Good, good lord, good lord. I love this chat. Um, so <laughs> that was it. Was, I mean, it was heavy. It was a lot. Uh, and I kind of agree. It's weird. That Kara is the one who always has to consult everyone, but no one shakes in on her feelings. Like it's. Maybe maybe that's why it was good that she was paired off with Kate so much throughout the rest of the, uh, the two partners that, that we had. Uh, but now, ladies and gentlemen... Kate's not allowed to have feelings, so... Sorry? sorry? I said Kate's not allowed to have feelings. Uh, that's well... That's, um, mm. so, much much like Amanda, I can drag that woman, okay? Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> you got this. All right. Well, you all are good. You all are good. Um, so the f- one last thing about part one before we get to the other ones that I'm kind of going to merge a little bit. We had a death... <laughs> um, Good dramatic pause there. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm try- I'm biting my lip. Um, all of, as they evacuating um Earth 38 and trying to kind of keep the shadow demons from destroying the tower. Oliver becomes the only hero remaining to take on the army as he runs out of arrows and is just he just wants to save as many people as he can, and it, it leads to the episode ending with Oliver. Dying in front of everyone, but with the monitor noting that this was not how it was going to go down. So the future that he sees is already changing, and I feel it's only natural that we go with Amanda first. That because this is your character. So how how do you feel that the death was was dealt with? Um, uh, it was upsetting. Like, the, I don't understand. Nobody else stopped fighting. In the same way that Oliver didn't stop fighting, but the monitor just decided to like make them leave anyways, except for Oliver, who just was like, no, I, I don't know. It was a very weird and underwhelming death, in my opinion, for Oliver Queen. Like, that was not what I expected. I mean, I, okay, I mean, to be fair, if we're talking about the Arrowverse and Quiver, and again, you know, I maybe I did expect it to be a little bit underwhelming, but um, if we're like being honest, but um, I. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't expect it to be in the first episode for sure. And I don't, I don't believe that this is the actual death. Like, again, it's one of those things with the stakes that I mentioned earlier and why I'm so skeptical, skeptical about the overall, like, where are we with this character and like what is actually happening and what is the real death versus like a fake death. And 
I don't know, the moment that, I mean, not to jump ahead, but like then you're bringing in a Lazarus pit and then it's totally different. And you're like, I don't know. It just seemed like an underwhelming death if this was going to be the death of Oliver Queen and like the reason why he dies and saves the world. Like, I don't think he did anything. I mean, granted, sure, they say he saved another billion people, but I don't understand how with his little arrow and the extra 30 seconds that he had on screen, he saved a billion people. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I was was just confused. I was like, what what does he do? He's just gonna like he's just gonna punch them. He's just yeah. gonna punch. He's just punching the dementors. Is that what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was so yep. confused by that whole se- sector. I mean, it, honestly, if there's one superhero you want to you want to like leave behind, it's probably not the dude who doesn't have any powers. Right? God love Oliver and his Moxie, but like maybe maybe you want like Supergirl or like Superman or somebody mm. to be the person. <laughs> Yeah, it was just it was weird and bizarre. So Well, the whole setup was weird AF because, like, okay, we have to defend this building at all costs, but we're <laughs> going to put the defense of that building in charge of a bunch of people who shoot arrows at things. <laughs> yes! That doesn't make any sense. And also, I still have zero idea what those weird dementors were supposed to be. Like... They're literally transparent. What are they going to do with this building if they get in it? Like, phase through the wall? Like, I just don't understand. Like, all of that they was They were going to really get in the wild. building and then, like, haunt it. They were just going to be like, ooh, <laughs> and really scare people. I mean, it was going to be real bad. I mean, they, 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 I mean, when you got dementors in your building, it seriously drives down the property value. So... <laughs> The whole scheme is real estate. So I can just get right back into my real estate in National City debate. Exactly. (laughs) Now, Rebecca. Yes. Hi. You and I have you and I have a history of talking about Oliver Queen. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a it's an unfortunate history, I guess. Uh, I personally liked the what they tried to do with Oliver's death. They made it dramatic and they made it important. You know, there was a lot of slow motion, dramatic music. He say, you know, he made sure that everybody got evacuated before he did anything. I liked that. But the only thing, you know, going back to is he going to just punch shadow demons? I didn't understand why he put the bow down. Like, yes. Could, could Thank you, you still? I mean, I'm not. I'm not like a, a weapons expert or anything. Uh, but it seems like you would want to have the bow with you to fight shadow demons. That could give you a little. And he and Oliver as Green Arrow would use his bow to fight things anyway. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was kind of a weird thing that he did. Uh, but I, I understand that they did it for dramatic purposes. That he just, you know, he threw everything down. He was just going to take them all on by himself. I get it, <laughs> but it just it that that part did seem a little strange to me. And I also didn't like that, like his son wasn't there. I don't know. I even watched Arrow this season because it was surprisingly good. Um, yeah. And so, but the last episode that I watched, I don't know why. William got separated from all these. I don't know why I'm all of a sudden invested into Oliver's family. Uh, that is so strange <laughs> for me to care about what his, what his family is doing. But it was weird that like his son wasn't there. That Laurel, that he, no matter which version of Laurel it was, that she wasn't there. It was just strange to me. But I, I thought the the moment when he actually died 
and Barry and Clara were there and they were crying. I thought that was emotional, but I agree. I think it was Amanda who said it where it was like, well, then you immediately bring in a Lazarus pit and then you lower those stakes down immensely um, because previously we had heard that the Lazarus pits were no more and all of a sudden they conveniently find one. And I guess that's in the, the second hour, but I, I was surprised by the ending of the first hour. And then by the time the second hour came around, I was like, "Ugh, well, that was pointless. So, uh, but in the first episode, I, th- I thought it was fairly well done. And going to Rachel. Yeah. What's up? Go, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it felt really fake to me. I was just like, yeah, this definitely isn't it. That's definitely not what they're doing um, here. So it's just like, I'm just waiting for them to like go over where they're from. And honestly, I thought going to Lazarus Pits was really dumb. And I was like, don't we know by now that we just don't do this? And I'm like, the Sarah Lance defense squad, I will not allow her character to be blind like that. She would never agree to this. That's my position. Mimi. I did not expect him to go in the first hour. I thought he was going to go in our third hour and it was going to be the, oh no, here's the drama till January. The thing we all knew was going to happen is happening. Like, that's where I thought it was going. Um, So I did like it not happening when I originally thought it was going to happen, but that was anticlimactic as all hell. He went down fighting Dementors. He doesn't have a wand. He is no sort of protection other than a bow that is like all of that just being to go. I'm sorry. What's happening? Why? Just no. Like what? The hours were going to go through everything. Like one of our lovely commenters said that just none of that was. I know we're watching a show about a bunch of superheroes, but none of that was the least bit logical. And I was very frustrated during that entire death scene and also even i know the lazarus pits don't exist anymore and i'm just like a casual viewer of arrow now and like i'm thrilled it brought me my boy constantine but like come on no even he know like stop sloppy it's sloppy writing i understand they have a lot to do during this massive crossover event but some of it just plain old sloppy that's my opinion on who has not gone me (laughs) patty go for it it is me. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm just going to be a broken record, but that's fine. I love being a broken record. So I appreciate that Oliver went down as a hero, that he went uh, saving as many lives as he could, and that he thought that by doing this, somehow he was stopping um, Kara and Barry from having to die, even though the monitor already told him it was not like that. But um, so, so all of that I thought was really nice. And if I could believe that this was literally how Oliver was dying then that would have been fine with me because he's already had a whole season of saying his farewells and like hugging his kids and hugging John and whatever, you know? But as soon as he went out and they were like, no, this can't happen. I was like, oh my God, we are going to spend the rest of this crossover trying to bring this man back. And then he's just going (laughs) to die again so that this show can end. I don't understand. So yeah, I really wish they had held off and let him die in a big epic whatever moment near the end. If they're just going to then spend uh, huge chunks of the following episodes trying to save him as if one dude's life is more important or relevant to the whole crisis than literal worlds exploding, imploding, disappearing. He's not even a paragon. And supposedly these paragons are going to do something that can, you know, stop the crisis or whatever or stop the anti-monitor. And also when the monitor was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. 
I was like, then what do you see? How useful are you if you can't see? And all of our goodness <laughs> like, shoot an arrow at you and stop you from being able to take him. It's so dumb. So, um, so yeah. I mean, whoever said that, like, you know, like, he just took all the other heroes who were also fighting, and then just Oliver is left fighting because he was like, no! Um, if that's how powerless <laughs> the monitor is, then he is not very useful to me. So, yeah, I think that, in theory, it was really nice. And it was, like, a good send-off for an epic hero, but in, in reality, it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I have to address like Mike's comments in the thread because I think he's signing off now. But it, um, the thing that he's like, does everybody realize that Oliver Queen is turning into the Spectre? And I will say that I, yes, we do. I have learned yeah. that through the course, but like in true Quiver Podcast fashion, I have started discovering that by reading somebody else's notes while I'm podcasting and being like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone needs a Rebecca Johnson in their lives. That's amazing. It is, I do love that everybody is aware of this, and I go, "Oh, okay, sure, that's what happens." I get it. Like I get it now, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." But anyways, thank you for the, this this lovely live chat sure. that enlightened me. I will say that this crossover is the one time that we really could have used an info dump. You know, like an exposition central, and this is like the one time we did not get it. Where is our whiteboard with someone drawing the little circles and explaining everything that's going on? I see. I feel the exact opposite way. I, I thought they were spelling things out too much. They kept repeating things over and over again. I wish somebody would count how many times they said the word hope. I just, <laughs> your, your brain would be fried. Some, somewhere out there, hope is like, everyone loves me. <laughs> but and then like Barry kept saying Iris I'm gonna run home to you remember that time I sang that song about running home to you I'm gonna run home to you and then he came back and he was like see I'm running home to you see okay, I ran okay, home Rebecca, to you I was like I think it's funny that he had to point out remember that time I sang that song <laughs> <laughs> like, um, Rebecca. well that's the like, thing that's what I'm saying instead of those scenes we should have a whiteboard that explains exactly what the paragons are gonna do and exactly what it means when they disappear in the antimatter and exactly why Oliver's arrow can stop the monitor except <laughs> Rebecca the one thing you cannot do on air with me is joke about West Island because that 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 song is is a, a bible. It is a beautiful song. In fact, can I just they say it this too is, many times. This is not related to anything, but thank God that the crossover they were like saving West Island moments for the crossover because they were like they had more kisses in this crossover than they've had in the whole freaking season. I don't know if there's some kind of like quota that they're like we are not allowed to kiss more than six times, so five yes. of them will be in the crossover. But thank God. It's so like when they save up the special effects budget for the really yeah, big episodes. Exactly. Like, we got to say this for King Shark. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> That's why Ray hasn't been uh, the Adam in like three seasons. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> who, the, who the hell is Adam? Um, so. Exactly, exactly. That's how it makes you feel. Real quick, though, Andy, like, I hear everybody's complaints and critiques, and they are extremely valid. Especially uh, Oliver dropping the bow for dramatic effect, because I'm letting everybody know right right here, right now. If if somebody were to attack us, and for whatever reason I was the last one left, and I had a baseball bat, I wouldn't just drop the bat to be dramatic. Because first of all, it's not effective in battle. Second of all, nobody's here to see me be dramatic, so that, that, that wasn't a good plan. But I gotta say, all of the faults of that scene aside, I felt some type of way after it happened. And the way that they gave Oliver his moment at the end of the episode with Mia there and with Sarah there and, and Barry and Kara, 
damn it if they didn't get me. And I didn't feel a little something, feel a little emotional for, for, for Oliver and for Stephen Amell and for everything that he's meant to this franchise. And so while they didn't execute it the, the best way technically, I think they hit the beat they wanted to emotionally, at least for me, because it yeah, felt I 100% agree with that. It felt earned, and, and and I think somebody said it earlier. Like Arrow this year has been really good. Like I'm I'm hot and cold on Arrow, but this season has been so good at making me care about these characters. Uh, and so I felt I've, I I felt it when when Oliver passed. And so from that perspective, I, I do have to give him credit for that. No. I mean, also, props to Catherine McNamara, who I think has done mm, yeah yeah. Such a great job in this crossover and in Arrow 2 this season. Like, I love Mia so much, and I'm so just excited. The part where he, like, gave her the suit, I'm sorry. Like, oof. Yes. I think they're doing a good job of trying to pass that torch a little bit in the idea it's like, hey, this other character can hold their own. And for people that aren't watching, um, like, uh, arrow as many people aren't but that like really this season i think one of the reasons why you do care why you do care about the kids is because they are setting up sort of this next generation and i will say for as much hate as arrow gets i mean it's called the Arrowverse for a reason part of what ollie is good at is sort of setting the tone for other people to take over or to do something a little bit better or a little bit different so i think mia is a perfect example of that and i i, I agree i'm really pleased with with how they're sort of guiding that through and she has been the thread throughout this season being like like, Ollie, why are you just going to give up and die? So it's really mm. it's sort of interesting to, to that she's there for that and driving that sort of, I'm not going to let you die, I'm going to take you in this, but that she doesn't understand the overall scope of like what a crisis means and that he will eventually, hopefully, actually die. But how and when will he? Speaking of hopefully dying, now. But I'm tis. So I'm going to merge a little bit with what, what happened in the following episode and then we're going to kind of, you know, Merge out some of these plots together so we can actually get through things, but that was, I think it was smart for them to do it this early because here's the thing no matter if he's the Spectre now or whatever happens by the end of the crossover, the Oliver Queen that everyone's come to know and love uh, or like or tolerate <laughs> is gone. That one is never coming back. Whatever he's doing now as a Spectre, I mean, you will find out when it should, uh, when it comes back on January fourteenth. And um, we'll, we'll, well, you, I mean, you're not Oliver will not come back. And I thought the way that he went out was, I, I like that it was from the get go. I actually uh, read the the interview with uh, Margugna afterwards that they wanted to kind of expect viewers ex- um, ideas and speculations, like instead of waiting to to, to Hour five, they did it in part one. So, um, I mean, I, was- I love things that are like, um, I love the sim- symmetry of things. So, I love the sort of symmetry of of Oliver becoming the Spectre because it's very literally a fulfillment of that voiceover that he says every single episode, every single season about becoming, I'm making air quotes, yeah. something else. Mm. And but, but so far- now he is like legitimately becoming something else. But as far as his death scene goes, I thought it was I thought it was powerful. I thought it was remarkable, and I thought the scene he had with everyone back on on Earth One was I mean it was heartbreaking. I mean like seeing him, when he was talking to Barry, like because I've been invested in his Barry all relation for all these years, and seeing him 
seeing Kara finding out what that he had done to sacrifice because you know she, she hasn't talked she hasn't see, seen Oliver since Elseworlds so I thought it was I thought it was beautifully executed and I thought it was I mean great acting and all that so I I'm definitely interested to see what's going to happen now with um with him being the specter going forward um so now moving forward with the, the other parts because we got we got we get we got to keep going now a little bit. So I'm gonna merge you know with someone. I'm not gonna go for each plot point. I'm just gonna say what did you think about this? What did you like about this? So on. Um, we see a lot of more appearances from other heroes. You know we have Kevin Conroy finally getting to play Bruce Wayne in live action. We had our small reunion. We had <laughs> Brandon Ralph become. Um, becoming superman a good superman and uh, we had finally flash 90 mm-hmm. coming back we had the debut of black lightning so i'm gonna start with with uh the cat i guess uh no <laughs> i heard a cat um, Rebecca, oh, that what, was probably my cat <laughs> what was your favorite uh what was your favorite uh like dc guest appearance and uh, what were your biggest takeaway from that Who are you referencing? Oh, sorry, my 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 internet's kind of going in and out. Sorry about that. Uh, so what what was my favorite uh cameo? Yeah, cameo cameo or guest appearance by you know because we had so many new other DC characters showing up from outside the era versus all one. So go. So which one was your favorite? I enjoyed Brandon Routh as the Earth ninety six Superman. I thought he did a great job. I surprisingly uh, enjoyed Tom Welling coming back, even though. Uh, I really did not like uh, Smallville towards the end. Uh, I, I thought he did a really good job, especially with those comedic moments with John Cryer's like loser. I thought I was howling over Kevin Conroy's Batman, just howling for the last three years. I've taken so much crap about uh, Ben Affleck's Batman and how he he was such a bad Batman because he killed people, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, people must be clutching their pearls right now because Kevin <laughs> Conroy's Batman killed beloved Kevin Conroy as like the best Batman in the world. Uh, turned out to be a killer. He killed all his rogues gallery. He killed Superman. He en- He seemed to enjoy it. He died without hope. And I was like... Well, Ben Affleck's Batman sure looks a lot better than that, doesn't he? Uh, so <laughs> I really enjoyed that immensely. I thank them for adding another uh, example to my argument about uh, Batman killing, because people are always argue. You know, every other Tuesday, somebody argues with me on Twitter about Batman doesn't kill, and I'm like, yes, he does. He does. He has. It's a thing. Uh, so now, uh, beloved uh, Kevin Conroy can be added to that list. Mm-hmm. Not that I enjoy Batman killing. I don't. I would rather him not kill, but I'm not going to clutch my pearls over it. Uh, so I think that that uh, made me laugh a lot. And uh, I enjoyed that he uh, he he embodied the um, Dark Knight Returns Batman with the Kingdom Come uh, Bruce Wayne as well. So I thought that that was really fun. I really enjoyed seeing Kevin Conroy's Batman, even though I was kind of joking about it. I, I thought I did think he did a great job. And it was fun that Supergirl got to be in scenes with him. That was unexpected. Um, so that would probably be like my favorite one. I'm going to pass this on to, to Mimi, who's then going to take off. So what was your favorite like DC appear- guest appearance, and what was your biggest takeaway from it? Uh, honestly, I'm shocked none of you didn't hear me screaming from New York that like they actually did the Lucifer Constantine moment, because when that was rumored, <laughs> I was just like, oh shit, sorry for swearing, but that made me very happy, because when I saw that circulating on Facebook, I'm like, that's 
BS. That's they're not gonna. There's no way. And then they did. And I'm shocked my fiance didn't hear me from upstairs going, oh, my God, this is happening, because he had headphones on and playing a game. So he didn't hear me start yelling, oh, my God, this is great, because that was really cool for me. So that made me very happy. Obviously, it was great to uh, see Tom Welling, but, like, I knew that was happening. I didn't know that the Lucifer one was actually happening. That was just, like, a they kind of covered that in interviews. Like, I rewatched interviews afterwards and was like, oh, I should have seen this coming. But, you know, there's a lot of people they were cramming into the crossovers as a whole, and as we know, more are coming. So I didn't even think that was going to be there. I thought that was just one of those, okay, that was a lie. So that made me really happy. Uh, just because they had the theme music and all that. So that was lovely. Um, yeah. Sorry, was there another part? My brain kind of just short-circuited it. No, no, just like, I mean... Now, anything you wanted to say, if that's all you want to say, that's totally fine. Um, so, oh. Mimi, thank you for joining us tonight. You can follow her at Morgan17. I don't know why she says Morgan, because her name is not Morgan. Um, but <laughs> It's because of the book series I wrote at the time, and so I'm a stubborn writer, okay? Uh, oh, oh. It, it's okay on behalf yeah, of Mimi. Morgan's, I'll allow it. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> right, we will see you then uh, for part two, I guess, in January. Yeah, bye everybody, thank bye. you. Hi, Mimi. Hi. Mimi, no! It should have been me! It should have been me! <laughs> um, now I'm going to the actual Morgan that we have. Uh, Morgan, what was your favorite DC appearance? Oh, man. There were so many good ones. Um, I feel like just for me, it was probably Tom Welling because I... I had I watched Smallville for such a long a long period of time, uh, so uh, to see to see Tom Welling come back and sort of play the like the comedy of that moment with with hit like that version of Lex where he's like you're not Lex he's like it was kind of like you're not Michael Rosenbaum and somewhere <laughs> Michael Rosenbaum's like I know, um, <laughs> but I, I also laughed really hard at what they had basically said. Um, Tom Welling Superman did, which is that like all, the Smallville, the showrunners, their whole thing was no flights, no tights, and the whole times, ten seasons, ten years, they had Clark being like, I don't really want to be Superman, and then so for the fact that he like gave up his powers, while it makes Smallville as a show functionally like, why did it exist? Uh, <laughs> which is which is, by the way, a very Smallville thing to do. Uh, yes. It, yes. it felt it felt tonally correct to me <laughs> that, that, that they were like, no, no, dude, no flights, no tights all the way. <laughs> Rachel, she's making fun of our show. Tell her to stop. I mean, I kind of agree with her, though. <laughs> right? Thank you. I, I, I liked it, honestly. <laughs> I did. Well, well, let's go with you now, Rachel. What, um, what was your favorite? Okay, well, I'm genuinely split because there are two that I have felt very emotional about. Uh, one of them is, of course, Smallville, because seeing Tom Welling and Eric Duran sunscreen together and play those characters, I got very emotional. <laughs> and this was, like, something that I had been dreaming of since, like, the Flash series started. I was like, I hope they have a Crisis crossover and they bring Tom Welling into it. And I also really wanted Justin Hartley as Oliver Queen, but I can overlook that. So I felt very emotional seeing that. And I was like, yeah, it kind of does fit that he's just like, he's just happy being on the farm with Lois and their girls. And that's like the cutest thing ever. I'm like thinking about them having like girl children. That's so cute. And I'm just like, I have a lot of feelings. Um, but yeah, the, the other one was of course, uh, Brandon Routh being Superman from kingdom come. Um, 
this is going to sound braggy. I don't know how to make it not sound braggy, but I like kind of know Brandon and (laughs) Superman like matters so much to him. And it really stinks that like he wasn't given a better opportunity to do that. So I know this opportunity made him like so incredibly happy. Like I just felt so happy watching him do it. And he embodied the role like so well that I was just like, this is, this is what he's made for. And I just, I want him to be given a role and just any sort of franchise TV or movie going forward. I don't care. I want him to be Superman. And a franchise going forward. That's all I'm asking. I'm done now. Um, I'm going to go to... Cause I can't see who's in this. Um, brother Nate. Whew, Andy B. This is what we came here for, brother. What, what, this, <laughs> what these three episodes might have lacked in a cohesive plot... It more than made up for it, fan service. There's two more hours. <laughs> Come on, our, this live show and be like, it, it, it lasts cohesiveness. We're not even done. Hey, well, well I'm, I'm, I'm even saying, Andy, I'm not even here for the cohesion. I'm here to see. I, I mean, I, like, I don't even notice that. <laughs> well, see, look, I was exactly because I turned into you watching episode two. Because when my man Kevin Conroy came down, I was so elated. But then when he turned out to be a killer, I said, I don't know this man. <laughs> this is not my man. This, this ain't my Bruce. <laughs> oh, but man, like, 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 Brandon Ralph was amazing. Like, I can't get that dude enough props for the way he portrayed this Superman. Like, I loved it. Uh, of course, Tom Welling seeing Tom again was amazing. Uh, I got, I got a quick shout out to uh my man to play Ryan Choi because I really like Ryan Choi mm. in this, and I think he's gonna be a nice addition to the to this world. But I got, you know, I got to be a homer here and, and root for the home team and give it up for my man, Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Jefferson finally breaking through and, and bringing Black Lightning into the Arrowverse as a whole. And just the scenes with with Jeff and Barry, like the Lightning Brothers, I, I love them so much because I can see like with Oliver gone now, we've got Kate and Kara as this kind of like team. But I can easily see Barry and Jeff, you know, maybe having some interactions going down going down the line because they, they just work so well together in, in, in this crossover so far. Uh, I also like, like maybe my favorite low key scene that I think only resonates if, if you uh, have a certain knowledge base coming to the show is the moment where Barry introduces Jeff to everybody on the wave rider. And they're like, well, what are we going to do now? We got to, we got to, you know, figure out what we're going to do and we're going to go get uh, harbinger. And Diggle's like, by any means necessary. And Jeff hits him like, oh. And, and they share like the black dude head nod. Yeah, I, I was just that. Was them them going and I ooh? Yeah, look, I was like I was like the Michelle Obama gift when like she's hearing that music. I was like, Yes, this is speaking to my soul seeing these two together. And so I'm I'm just like now I want Joe just to pop up in Freeland one week when when we get back and and Joe and Jeff just sitting down having a beer and having old black dude conversations. So it this this like this is what we came here for, the fan service. And so Black Lightning was my, my number one guest star, but I also want to give credit to Ship, because I thought that scene with John Wesley Ship was emotional. Oh my and God. also uh John Cryer's Lex Luger, which I haven't been the biggest fan of, but he totally turned me around uh these three episodes. Like I think he was just so amazing, like his interactions with uh Kate, his interactions with Kara and uh with Tom Welling, like yeah, I'm 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 a fan now. Brittany, what about you? Which which one was your favorite? Um, well, I didn't get to talk about Oliver real quick, so um, that's how that's, sorry, that's, 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 that's how how that's how I know he is. it's okay. But um, <laughs> I was surprised how emotional 
I got because like I haven't watched Arrow in a long time. And I think it just hits the bell that he started everything. And I did originally love him. So it hurt to watch that. And, you know, then my next thought was like, these dementors are around. Why is it the music meister, a.k.a. Harry Potter, not there? Um, <laughs> I hope so. People know my reference. But if well, not, you, uh, if I start <laughs> kid is the next year's crossover, I'm I mean, I'm not opposed to it. You know, I mean, Hufflepuffs were particularly good finders. But anyways, um, my favorite um, <laughs> Earth that they showed was, uh, is it 203? I hope I'm getting that right. Oh, uh, New okay. Gotham? Birds of Prey, right? Yep. Oh. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, that was going to be mine. Uh, I was I was very heartbroken to see that go. I mean, I knew it was going to happen, but it still hurt a lot. <laughs> But yeah, I'm gonna have to go with an eight and gotta root for our home team. Just Jeff and uh, stay lit, Brittany. Stay lit. Oh, we stay <laughs> lit. <laughs> um, yeah, I just loved seeing uh, Jeff and Barry, and I really do want to see um, Jeff interact with everyone else. Like, I really love that he's like, oh, so the Superman thing is real. Like, that yes, was my- <laughs> yes. So they, they, finally, they kind of because on Black Lightning for anyone who is realizing that we're referencing in the first season, whenever they would reference, like when they the first time we hear about Supergirl, we don't know if if Anissa and um, Grace are talking about it as if she's a fictional character or if they're talking about Supergirl as in like, oh, the character who's in an actual setting. So it converted Black Lightning. It doesn't it, like. It's not a it, DC Comics is a thing there, and there are these characters, but like it's like they're real here, I guess. <laughs> um, Tatiana, Andy, what was your favorite? Uh, I don't know Earth numbers, and all my favorites have been taken, so I have none. No, um, <laughs> Lucifer, like first off, just the fact, just for the sheer like joy of that rumor having turned out to be reality, I thought that. Tom Ellis and et all did a really great job of covering up that uh, very unnecessary spoiler that was doled out that he was on set. And so when it happened and we saw him, I was genuinely surprised despite having, having known that he was, you know, having heard that he was going to be there. So I really loved his interplay. I want a whole episode of just Constantine and Lucifer now because they played off each other really well. Um, But in terms of like my own nostalgia factor and like things that are important to me, Getting to see Lois and Clark, uh, Tom Welling and Erica Durant having their own happy, you know, their happy ending and and Clark finally getting to give up his powers like he had been begging to do for 10 years um, was excellent. And especially loved when um, he punched him and he was like, oh, still strong. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I can take you down even without my powers. So that was great. Um, But yeah, I really loved that. At first, I was concerned when they killed off Erica Durant so rudely as Laura, And I was like, what if yes, they were only bringing Erica Durant as Laura and not as Lois? And then we're just going to see Tom Wally by himself. I was so upset. But then she, uh, sh- she came out. And I was like, oh, thank God. Thank I you, mean, they people. still they still killed that Lois, though. All the <laughs> Well, yes. I mean, yes, I mean technically. Technically. They're going to come back. Yes. Okay. I am okay, not okay. for one second concerned that they're gone for good. <laughs> But yeah, like at least, but I think it was really poignant too, because um, Clark knew that was going to happen. Like basically he'd just been told, hey, multiverse is in danger. We're all going to die. Right. And instead of telling Lois that or trying to do something about it, he was just like, let's go check out our daughter's drawings or whatever the hell it was. Right. Let's go do that. Let's go live our last moment. It was like what Ryan Choi had said that he wanted to do, but he wasn't allowed to do because he was a paragon. 
So I thought that I thought that was fitting with like you guys said, like that's who Clark is, right? Like, yeah, he's a good guy. He wants to save the day, but at the end of the day, if he could just be with his family and just like, you know, live his life as a good father, husband, whatever, then he'll just do that. So I like that. Breeze, what was your favorite? Yeah, so mine have kind of been covered. I love the Lucifer Constantine scene. I love that corner of the well, Vertigo universe. So that was really fun. Um and I had seen him deny it, but I hadn't seen the fact that he had been actually spotted on set. So I'm like, oh, I guess he's not in it. So that was a fun surprise for me. I love Kevin Conroy. He is my Batman, such a big part of my childhood. And I thought it was so interesting how they did it because they had him in the Kingdom Come suit. So like the press photos made it kind of seem like he and Brandon Ralph Superman would be on the same Earth. And then it was very, very different than I expected. So that was very interesting to see him play such an evil Bruce Wayne. Uh, but it was still really exciting that we got to see him in a live action uh, adaptation. Uh, Lazy? Um, I think all of mine have been mentioned too, but I will, I will throw in another vote for, I freaking loved, loved, loved the um, 2002 Birds of Prey series. I'm only sad that number one, they did not play any portion of its amazing theme song. Right. Which, is honestly I just know. an incredible song. And two, I cannot believe that we did not even get a voiceover or something from Rachel Scarston, who is yes. currently on a CW show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Everything is better she, with Rachel Scarston. Because she was um, she was in Birds of Prey. I mean, like it's wild how like young she was when she was in Birds of Prey. Like we're all just getting a lot older, kids. <laughs> and I was just like, oh. Oh, well, surely she's going to, like, be here for just a second because, like, you know, she's on Batwoman. So it would, clearly wouldn't be too hard to, like, schedule. But, oh, no. And we only got, like, 20 seconds of the Birds of Prey universe anyway, which I was really sort of pissed about. But Wasn't that um, the Batwoman episode, too, though? Like, wasn't it during no, that's, Batwoman no, that's, episode? That's the Flash episode. Because it opens okay. up with Ashley yeah. Scott running uh, on rooftops and tell, telling Oracle. Not to the great theme song. Right. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm really better about that. But um, it costs. I mean, like for every song, it costs money. And this, I think, this whole thing was over. Had it gone over budget at this point anyway? So. Oh, I mean, I'm sure it did. But like, if you're not going to spend the money on this, what do you? What are you going to spend the money on? Well, like, I'm just. I'm just. Ever gonna do. I'm just surprised and happy that we got uh, Oracle in there. I thought we were only going to get Ashley Scott as Huntress. So I was glad oh, to I hear agreed. Oracle. I was super Oracle on the other side. That. Yeah. Mm. Um, and my other one is, of course, this is, I'm just going to talk about this from the shallow end and not what a great Superman he makes, but Brandon Ralph looks hot like fire in that <laughs> Kingdom Come suit. I just, apparently I have a type. My type is Superman. Like, <laughs> from <laughs> any and all realities, like, just bring yes. them all to me in their in their outfits. Because he looked incredible. Like, I love him as Superman and just I'm really pissed that I think that he's not going to be back in the last two episodes because I feel like that's a real waste and I would much rather have him around than John Cryer no offense but <laughs> yeah well, well that's my question can I ask a question about that because if his superman is the paragon of truth does Lex Luthor replace him as the paragon of truth or does someone else come in as the paragon of truth yeah, that was my que- my question, yeah. and, and also you can just you can just sharpie your name on that, and and it goes through. <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> that's, that's, that's <laughs> sharpie. Plan. He was like, reality. 
Yeah, it's not very good <laughs> magic, is it? Um, Amanda, well, who's if she's still here? Um, I, yeah, hi. Uh-huh. I'm glad I get because everybody has sort of said all of mine, but I do have like the. I had a Christmas party last night for my work because we have Christmas parties on Tuesdays. So I came back after a, like a wait, wait, wait. Every, every Tuesday you have a Christmas party because that's what it sounds like. Yes, exactly. Every, no, it's, it's that's my, amazing. My, my, <laughs> all through the month of December. No, it's just, we tend to do like our Christmas parties midweek when they come around. And so it's like, fine. But I was like, okay, this year I have to make sure I get home at a reasonable time. And I haven't drank so much wine. Cause I've got to catch up and watch the last episode. And so I did, I was good. I only had like a bottle. And so I got <laughs> home and I'm like lying in bed and I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this episode. And the only thing that made me shoot up out of my bed and be like, oh, my God, was Lucifer. And then I texted Mike and I tweeted about it because I am a terrible podcaster and don't stay up to date with news or rumors and had zero idea that that was even a possibility. And so in my brain, it just was the coolest thing that could have ever happened, because also I may or may not probably may not have caught up on any of the other episodes of any of the other shows in the Arrowverse, but I have watched all the episodes of Lucifer. So it was like officially (laughs) one that I was like, I now have watched two full shows that are in the Arrowverse (laughs) from start to finish. So um, that was just like ultimately my thing. But then of course, I mean, I started podcasting because of Superman, because of Smallville. So like seeing Lois and Clark in that was amazing. I am not caught up in, uh, Supergirl, so I didn't really realize that Erica Durant is on Supergirl. There's just so many reasons I should be watching Supergirl, and I'm not, and I'm so sorry for that. I feel like I owe you all a formal apology for not having caught up on Supergirl every year. But um, anyways, it was just really awesome. It was a great gamut of amazing people, and it was just really fun episodes. So that was, that, but that was mine. It was like the Lucifer thing was just so unexpected for me. Um, that I, it, 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 yeah. It was great. Beef Someone Wall- in the chat said "Be Wellington. Oh, Rachel. Uh, well, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, well, that's then that. And it's, it's my turn now. Um, oh, okay. I was like, oh, wait, oh, someone oh, said oh, Rachel. Oh, <laughs> although I'm horrible because like I've every single little thing that happened, I'm like, yeah, I knew. But good luck. <laughs> it's, it's so much fun. Uh, first of all, I'm going to start with Smallville because that's my jam. Um, yes. Tom Welling and Brendan La- Ralph made Tyler Hagel look so damn tiny. Tyler, you get get to that gym. You're, you have a show coming. Uh, I thought it was amazing to see Smallville back. I, I, the one thing I did not know. Oh, why are we out here body shaming Kal-El, Andy? Yeah, that, that's, exactly. that's what we're doing this week? Because I, 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 because it's, I, it's okay that there's one hipster Superman, okay? Let him live. <laughs> it, it can't be worse than what the CW okay. did to Tyler Hecklin Superman in the In Memoriam guys, thing at the Act I waited for the other like, Superman. Guys, the other guys. Superman. <laughs> I waited. I waited. I I always go last on these things, and I waited patiently to get to say my thing. So please, okay, allow me to talk about Tom Welling, my daddy. Uh, <laughs> the one thing I did not know. The one thing I did not know about his return. What's about it? They had daughters. They're like, it's, this so is something, it's just something beautiful about he- this Superman having daughters in this. I'm just like, I, I never thought, thought about them having daughters before. Yeah, like, I mean, because the thing was, this, this was supposed to follow the season 11 comic series. And, yeah. you know, by the, the final issue, that's, and also this is where Mark Ewing, I think he failed because the, the little last chapter of season 11. 
has art Tom Welling Superman dealing with a crisis and monitors. But yet, when Iris, who was firstly as hell for 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 this Clark, which I'm like, <laughs> girl, I don't blame you. Everything he said, she said, she's saying about multiverses and monitors and what in crisis and, and you know Lex saying what he was saying was like new information for him. So. Mark, I mean, I guess you had to do some screw-ups here and there, I guess. Um, but I thought it was still so much fun um, that, uh, you know, just hearing all the fee- all the scores. Like, I did not get, we were going to get, every, like, free scores from Smallville. I'm like, did Louis Fabray come in and compose this? So I thought that was great. Um, Brandon Ralph getting to play Superman for the first time in, in his existence, I was so proud of him. Like, I, you know, like, I've... It was beautiful. I thought he did great. Like I think that it's, uh, yeah. And I get. I know he has done it before, but Superman Returns is hot pile of garbage. And I've and I've like like the, like the anti monitor, like the monitor. I have erased it. So uh-huh. I thought, I thought uh, it was great hearing the John Williams theme song and just seeing the Daily Planet set and just see. Although him referencing Superman free, as I'm like, wait a minute. I thought Superman Returns. It was after Superman two, so I was I was confused about the timeline there. Uh, but it was so much fun seeing him as the Kingdom Come Superman. I love that they actually talked about the S because it is you know it's a very it's a very distinct S from all the House of L shields that we've seen, um, and you know in comics or whatever and so on. Um, sorry, I just saw the most the greatest question. What makes it? What is it about saying that it makes you love it so much, Andy? I'm like, well, you know. It's not. It's not DC TV, TV After Dark yet. So um, Morgan still hasn't given Morgan still hasn't given me the green light yet for that one. So you can blame her. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, but what really resonated with me was, of co- I mean, besides Smallville, of course, seeing Kevin Conroy playing this dark Bruce Wayne that actually got to meet Kate. Because you know, I mean, I'm who would have known that we would have seen Kate getting to meet her cousin any or any version of her cousin within her first season. Um. So I thought that was great, but John wants the ship as the Flash, mm. making his fi- his heroic sacrifice. I I've been prepared for it, but yet it broke me so hard. Like when they cut to the footage of him and Tina from like and from like from the CBS TV show, like I I I fell I I fell on the floor on my, from my couch because I'm like that's it's just. It, it's it's such a perfect ending for that for that Flash, and, and you know because I lo- I love the nineties TV show Flash. Like I don't know how many of you uh, here the host have seen it, but I love that show so much with all my heart, and uh, that it was painful to see him die. But like you know, I, I was prepared, but I was. John Wilson is just such a phenomenal actor. I hope he gets so much more adventures to come, as he's just a sort of phenomenal actor, and that we need to see more of. Um, what other uh, Lucifer? I mean, that interview with Tom that uh, Tom Ellis did. I was like, well, he is a devil. The devil is supposed to lie. Um, so I'm like, no. I mean, I. I mean, they, I mean, it was a lie from the beginning. You know, they just they didn't want to get out of there. Uh, but so Earth six six six. For me, what I cannot fathom is, and maybe one of you guys can answer this. I thought with something like God and the devil there would only be one version of them in enti- in all of on, in any reality like all the realities to combine there's still only one devil and one god 
Like, oh, I will tell you how I sort of mentally fanwank this. I think it's like, I think it's like how if you look at stories of different religions, mm. um, every religion has a creation story, for mm-hmm. example. But every creation story is slightly different based on the culture it comes from, based on you know the length of time it's been around, like that kind of stuff. Like that to me is sort of how different, like different. Uh, you know god figures can exist like in the same plane because it would be very different if you believed in Vishnu versus like or or something like Vishnu versus something like the Greek gods or mythology so that was how I, I, like that. I did it yeah well, that's I like that in, as well in the multiverse there actually is a heaven and a hell so uh, I don't know if that helps at all but uh, I mean theologically there can only be one truth but they do have a lot of different uh, lowercase gods, like Martian Manhunter has Haran Mirror, that kind of thing. So it, they, they're, they're, theologically, it's not great. It's not really well thought out. But uh, I just kind of go with there's a heaven and a hell in the multiverse. Okay, fair enough. Um, I also just want to say one thing about Kevin Conroy's um, Batman was that I, I loved how it brought Carr and Kate to get. I mean, yes, I love okay. their friendship. Like if we if Babe. I if I had to if I had to make if I had to do that I would m- just make Supergirl and Batwoman just one in the same show like combine them into a Super Supergirl <laughs> Batwoman hour because that was good lord because I you know for, you know because there's been so many people crapping on Ruby Rose saying that she can't act and Batwoman is whatever and so on but mm-hmm. like we've spent you know eight episodes now you know getting used to her world and learning her mythology and seeing her back with car i'm just like this is what i love her in this role this is why i like because i think melissa brings out the best in her, and i think ruby does it maybe the same for melissa they, they work really well together like it's it's like it's almost the equivalent of steven and grant to many degree so um i, I i'm yeah i because i know rebecca and I, we had such a long talk for all these months you know because we, we we were a little worried that Kara was kind of getting getting forgotten, you know, within, you know, because, you know, yes, I get it. Everyone loves Superman, but guess what? Until his show premieres, he's a guest. She's a prime. And she deserves every bit of spotlight that, 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 that's, that, that, she, that she deserves. Especially um, because her own show doesn't even give her her own storyline or whatever. So she's always only to serve as others. You know, God, God forbid that... She remember, remember that William character? Like I keep seeing him in the credits of every Supergirl. I'm like, where is he? <laughs> that actually reminds me. Um, that a friend of mine was watching the Crisis episodes with me just because she wanted to see Crisis, um, and she didn't watch Supergirl, so she was like, "Is Lena always this petty? Like, what's her problem?" <laughs> <laughs> Speak on it. Speak on it. We talk and about that all the time on Supergirl Radio. Because, like, honestly, and I'm just watching it as someone who's watched all the shows. And I'm like, I remember when Laurel and Iris went through this exact same thing. And they just had to be like, it's all right. You know best, Oliver (laughs) slash Barry. I'm not that mad. And then we moved on. Could you imagine? (laughs) Iris was like, I'm just going to, you know, implant a chip into everyone's brain. And then it'll make people nice. I bet that people (laughs) would have loved that. (laughs) So, um... As we came coming to the end here, oh, so. hey, real real quick, Andy, we 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 got to give a shout out to our boy uh, Wentworth Miller because that that yes. was surprised me. Oh my god! Yes, yes. yes. And then they took them to the vanishing point too, and I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I cried, I cried yeah. a lot. 
Thanks, Rachel. You brought, way to go to bring down the house. Uh, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> but Iris getting to to interact with all the Supermen and Lois is is good. That's all. That's that, that's the best. That, that was that was so much fun. I, I'm <laughs> glad that she and Elizabeth told I mean, it's gonna be fun seeing them together next. Oh, they seem like they get along so well. I cannot yeah. wait for more. Uh, but in fact, but and out there somewhere, there's fanboys being like, you know, but but what if they actually hate each other? Because that's what women do, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, there's conspiracy theories that uh, Gran and Candace hate each other because no because princess. of the contract that they can't kiss. <laughs> yeah, the con- yeah, exactly. exactly. There are people uh, who genuinely like, believe that, and I'm yeah, like, okay. like, 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 like the Melissa has a contract that you know she only the only love interest you can have on their show are they start out as douchebags and then she has to reform them because. God forbid a car actually finds a man who's already good. Um, James Oldham, um. Anyway, I'll go on. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting old. Wow. Um, that sounds so, legally possible. We're, we're getting to the end of, the, end of this thing. The, okay, so the, we're, right now we're at that. There's one Earth left. The, the Paragon has been scattered out, and they've been taken to the vantage point. And what are we all thinking here? So I'm going to go and, and make this as short as possible because I know we we have to get ready to sign off. Uh, we're going to... Guys, for, for anything that we missed tonight, I know some of us are going to do a few... Like, one or more two episodes before we go on hiatus break. Uh, like, for anyone who wants to send in feedback for Supergirl Radio, you can do that because they're going to do a full-up feedback episode, I believe. Um, we're going to do some stuff on Flash Podcast. Um, Black Lightning, they will talk about that. Like, they could have just done this a six... Pop, uh, six show crossover. The, the, the damn episode is Crisis. Mm. And, ugh. It is, yeah. I, I felt bad watching it. I was like, this is just basically Black Lightning getting their own shine in a crossover because it's literally connected to the entirely to it, which yeah. I appreciated. It was nice. Yeah, I but, wish that they had actually uh, promoted it as another part of the crossover because it absolutely was. It was probably the best view of what is happening in Crisis. Yeah, I honestly would love to see Kate and Anissa meet. Like, I think that would be really fun. Yes, yes. So, and I haven't had as much exposure to Kate because I'm haven't started Batwoman yet, and I'm just like I love her. Um, the criticism against her is just ridiculous. So that's all I have to say. Man, I'm glad I, someone I, loves her. Well, I love her too. <laughs> I mean, I mean, God. hey, men out there who, I mean, we, you could just be nice to women, I guess. Like we don't, like, like we don't have to be, we don't have to be assholes. Like you know, look at this network. Like you know, we, I, I love women. I appreciate everyone. You know, where no matter where they're from and what they are, and so on. But you know, but but you know, hey, but I guess I'm just SJW just because I hate men and I just want to have women on. I don't know. It's I hate Twitter. I, I that's why. Like you know, for everyone who's like, how did you not know about Baby Yoda or Boomer? I'm like, this is why. Because I don't want to go on Twitter and listen to people complain about stuff. But right now, we're in the midst of the crisis. I was gonna, I was actually not gonna. Use, I, I actually did not use the crisis as crisis. I was using it regularly. But I'm like, okay, puns, whatever. Um, what are we all thinking? Make it as short as possible, and we're gonna go around the table. So I'm gonna start. With, actually, I'm gonna start with Brittany. What are What are you thinking right now? Going uh, forward into the, t- the final two parts of this crossover. I am uh, not sure what they're going to do, how, I don't know. I'm I'm very intrigued to see how it's going to play forward, to see what Cress is going to do going forward, everything. So much. I don't know. It's hard to, I think, talk about it all in like two seconds. <laughs> Nate. 
man, this this was just fun. It was it was a fun three nights of of TV, uh, even with some of the problems that we had with with the shows. Uh, but I think that. I love the way they left it off where we've got this ragtag group of paragons and Lex Luthor, uh, who, who weaseled his way into the situation. Uh, you know, cause Lex, Lex is Beyonce. Lex is a survivor. He's not going to give up. Okay. <laughs> so you knew Lex, Lu- Lex Luthor was going to find a way to make it to the end. Andy B. Uh, the one theory I have out there though, is for anybody that watched the, the black lightning episode this week, which was again, to, to piggyback off of what Brittany said, uh, was just fantastic. And, and took, like I didn't see the show doing an episode that out there, uh, so I was glad that they took that shot. But everybody is dead, right? But Jen turned into light at the end, so maybe there's a chance that Jennifer could could come into this in the end. I think that I'm waiting for this big battle at the end of everything because that's going to be fun. Uh, Oliver as a Spectre is dope just because he doesn't have to change his outfit. He's like, eh, I got a hood. No, no, I'm going to be careful when I say this, but like the idea of that, that being his Spectre costume, I'll be like, that is as CW as you can get th- at that point. Like, I mean, he's whole... going to get a Spectre hood and a Spectre wig. That's that's what happens at the end. <laughs> oh, no, not another wig. Spectre wig. <laughs> not another wig. Hashtag Spectre wig. Let's get it trending. <laughs> Rebecca. Rebecca Johnson, director. Uh, Rebecca I'm, Johnson. Yes, I'm, my internet. My internet keeps going. Yes. Uh, so we're talking about things that we think might happen, or or little, what our thoughts are little, going into. Just a little overall thoughts. It can be, be a little bit combination of theories and like your your current version of um, crisis. Well, I, I thought the dialogue was. Part. I thought the first three parts were enjoyable. They were at least held together in a cohesive way, and they they tried to to do some big things. And so I appreciate that. I just hope that moving forward into these last two parts, that they're not going to complete big. If you're going to do Crisis on Infinite Earths, Crisis on Infinite Earths in the comics was a huge, you know, big deal scope of comics for a long time and so i think if you're going to do something like this you have to make it count so uh my biggest fear is that they're going to make it so that they're going to just turn back time and everybody's going to be okay and everyone's going to have a happy ending and i just don't think that's what you should do if you're going to attempt to do crisis on infinite earth there has to be some there has to be some weight to it so i i'm that's my big fear uh my my dread going into the last two parts but i'm looking forward to see what they do with it because i think um they've at least got me intrigued about where they're going to go with it and more again and if you don't mind because i haven't got enough of it this 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 tonight sure as as hope what are you looking <laughs> at uh, for crisis Wait, as hope? You want me to give my answer as hope? Please. please, please. <laughs> I, I, I've had a really rough day, so I could really use some, some, some more laughs. Well, I'm I'm not doing my whole answer in the robot voice, but um, <laughs> to to agree with uh with Rebecca, I think there need to be consequences. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I don't think that. I, 
watching these three episodes, I just, it was such a spectacle and it was so cool. And having these, all these characters from different, you know, from years ago, from Smallville, from Birds of Prey, from, you know, having Kevin from the animated, like the voice of the animated characters. It was so cool to see all of those characters together. It was a big thing. And so if at the end of this journey that we take with them on Crisis, they're just like, they just kind of like pat the earths back in place and they're like, all right, and back we go to our own shows. I think that'll be a disappointment. Um, so I feel like there has to be some like long lasting repercussions from this. But uh, but overall, in the first, uh, yeah, obviously we had some issues like where did the Legion cruiser come from and why why is Oliver fist fighting Dementors and like <laughs> why doesn't Argo have a pods? Those are uh, is hope okay? Is hope okay? Uh, those are all the questions that have haunted us for days, mm. but <laughs> some more than others. But <laughs> but I think I think for all of those you know, those little nitpicky points that we're picking out. And, you know, a lot of stuff wasn't explained super well because everything moved so fast. But I think watching it, I had so much fun. And I was like, oh, my God, they're doing this. And, oh, my God, they're doing that. And, oh, my God, is that Lucifer from the TV show Lucifer? On Netflix? Well, it's funny because I, I was... <laughs> None I was, of us were paid to say this, by the way, guys. So just, like, one of us is not... Spe- Forces to say that because we love we love Tom Ellis. But if they um, want to pay me, I will take yeah. their money. Oh my! Mm. T- 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 Never refuse money. Toddy's <laughs> making a deal with the devil. What? <laughs> what? Change the last podcast. Find out. <laughs> well, it's funny because I was recently I I took the WB Studio tour. I was recently on the West Coast, and they took us through one of the sets from Lucifer, and I was like, man. I should watch Lucifer. So <laughs> this was just like another hint. It was like the universe being like, Morgan, Lucifer, it's on Netflix. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pass it to Amanda, who I know needs to take off, because otherwise Michael is going to flutter my mentions for the rest of the week. Like, why did you keep her so long? I'm like, you know, well, you know, she doesn't have... <laughs> You know, it's not my fault that you have kids and have a family. So, you know, if Amanda has time for t- talk to us, then let her talk to us. So, Amanda, what are your like overall thoughts as of right now for, for the crisis as of the free, these three episodes? And what are you looking forward to? I mean, how are you thinking about that this finale will go down? Well, I, I mean, heading into the final two, we're going into the actual Arrow episode when we come back, uh, which I'm looking forward to. I mean, again, people have sort of been saying, and I kind of like this, a little bit of love for Arrow in the chat today. So, I, I mean, I will say I'm, I'm glad that there's a little bit of support. As we say, it's easier for them. They're wrapping up. They're done. And when we're talking about consequences, there are hopefully consequences on our show because it is done. Like there are only two episodes after we come back, which was a little disappointing. I kind of wanted it to go out with the crisis. Um, So that is a little bit odd about how they're going to come back. But I speak like to the same thing with everybody. I'm not actually sure where the points in everybody else's shows are, but if it is possible for everybody to do just like a pivot, like left turn being like, yep, your earths don't exist anymore. And this is how we're going forward. Or if they do exist, this is how, and like the consequences are real. Um, I do feel like they need to lean into that, at least on arrow that because we are ending that it, it, it is because of the crisis. Like that is part of what we've been leaning towards um, for the last 
what is it, eight years. So um, I am looking forward to that. And I am, it'll be interesting to see how we shift into that when we come back. Um, I think, again, as, as I mentioned, I've been reading up on Spectre over the course of the last two hours while we've been podcasting. And one of the cool things <laughs> that, that I'm um, looking forward to is just that, that we talk a lot on um, Quiver about how the one thing that we're missing on uh, the Arrowverse is is the Green Lantern. And I mean that Hal Jordan mm. and, and Oliver Queen have such a good relationship. I think this is a really cool homage in some ways to to the missing gap in the universe um, because I do believe that Spectre in some ways was related to yeah, how, um, how became the Spectre for, yeah. for yeah. a period of time. Exactly. So I just think that that's a really cool connection that, um, I mean, it would be interesting if that, like, just because he's missing in the universe, it's kind of a cool way to, to bring him in, but not actually bring him in. So, um, uh, because, Give Diggle yeah. a ring! Give Diggle a ring! I mean, yes. yeah. uh, Amanda, before I let you go, I'm going to give you uh, a beautiful Christmas gift, then. There, there were at least <laughs> I've loved every episode of Arrow season eight, but there was two weeks where I literally wanted to be on Quiver and Ooh. just talk about some one or two one, one or two of those episodes. But um, but I don't live in Vancouver. Michael won't let me on the show. So um, <laughs> um, yeah, you but you have been on episodes of Quiver, Eddie. I well, feel like well, well, no, I, I, only with you. Uh, like you know, we, I only talking about an episode. It was with you and I. We did. We literally watched an episode together. Uh, I, I had a, a lot of snacks that night, that night, but Michael is just like, what is Skype? I don't know. Um, Ma- Again, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm your favorite Quiver host here, Andy. <laughs> Thank you for all the love. I, I don't. I, I, listen, listen. <laughs> I don't know Tatiana. I like. I mean, like, I have no favorites. Okay. Okay. Tatiana is very very uh, you can follow Amanda at a Congan on Twitter and add an 86 for that on Instagram. Did I do that right? Oh, I did it right. I, you I did. Challenged. You're wonderful. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Andy. I, 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 I do show notes. So that's, uh, that, that's, that's how it works. We will see you back on January 15th um, for the final, uh, for one uh, of the three final episodes of Eros 8 and final season. So, Amanda, go, go give a- a Michael hugs from all of us and we will see you in 2020. Awesome. Stay sharp, everybody. Bye. Stay Bye. Bye. Okay. Uh, Rachel. Yes. The real uh, podcast begins. What? What? Wait, what did you say? What did you say? I said, and now the real podcast begins. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I sent, oh, if anyone wants to know what happened, I sent Rebecca a file a few days ago named crisis underscore under, uh, Oliver underscore Def underscore Andy underscore Laugh, <laughs> and oh, it was yeah, it was uh, <laughs> pretty. I'm like oh, I was such uh, a disappointed though. <laughs> um, I my laugh. Okay, you're on timeout now, Danny. Uh, Rachel, uh, thoughts going into the final two hours and your overall thoughts of where where we are right now. Okay, so I think they obviously place them at the vanishing point for a reason, and that reason is they're going to mess with time one way or another, because that seems to be the only like legitimate way out of this. So I think they're going to turn back time of some sort, and they'll probably be able to save all the Earths, but they will probably sustain casualties in the actual like heroes. Like I think we're going to lose a couple side characters, and those are going to stay dead. Um, so that's how I see it playing out right now. Uh, how I want it to play out? Mm. I would like there to be probably some more consequences that I think there are ultimately going to be. Um, I would I would have liked if they you know they kept a few things off the board and like this is actually going to suffer. Crisis is actually going to be a bad thing. But I feel like they're going to pour it more into like okay, well we're losing some characters, but everyone in the the Earths are still good basically. So. 
And uh, let's see who has not gone. Uh, uh, Nate, Butter Nate. I've gone, Andy, but okay. uh, I, I, I'll never turn down more time to talk. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. We Breeze, what are your overall uh, thoughts right now and what are you looking forward to? Yeah, so I think overall the crossover has done a great job of balancing the needs of the characters and making sure everyone has a role while also paying tribute to the comic it's based on. I love the, I mean, I didn't love that the Flash died, but I love how comics accurate the scene was. I think um, turning Oliver into the Spectre is really cool. That's actually something I predicted um, on one of our preseason podcasts that I thought like, oh, he could be the Spectre because then he can still die and Andy will be happy, but they can keep him around. Uh, So that's exciting. Uh, same as everyone else, I'm a little nervous moving forward to see what they actually do to keep the stakes high. I just thinking about how Supergirl's going to move forward as a show if they actually don't get their Earth back is giving me a headache. But at the same time, I hope they don't undo everything because then why did they do Crisis in the first point, first place? Um, so and this, I would say the second half of the comic also is kind of confusing and wild. So. Very interested to see how they translate that uh, with only two episodes remaining. Well, one of the one of the final crisis episodes was co-written by Mark Wolfman, so that's going to be very rewarding, um, to say the least. Lazy. Um, I feel like okay, so we could all sit here and nitpick this to death. We've kind of been doing that a lot for the past two. Like, there's definitely some stuff that this did wrong. There's some stuff that I'm like, WTF. There's some stuff that makes me nervous. But just, on just the say, whole... Just say you needed more Caitlyn. I know what you're trying to say. Well, I mean, I always need more Caitlyn. So, but that this was th- that was coming later in my what I need from the rest of the story part. This is my what I think so far part. What I need in the future is more Caitlyn. What I like right now is the fact that, like, I don't actually... Like, I'm so happy to see all of this on TV like did we ever think we would get any kind of version of Batman in the CW universe like ever at all guys we like live in amazing times this is an incredible like labor of love and I think that all I can do is just tip my hat to the people who are are making all of this for us because they love this stuff as much as we do and I just like am really overwhelmed by like the care that has gone into crafting this, even if there's dumb crap, like I don't understand how they have the Legion's spaceship. Like, fine. I don't understand how they have the Legion's spaceship. But I do know that like if the people that made this didn't feel like the you can tell like I think when the people doing stuff like authentically care about the things they're adapting and and I can feel it in like every conversation and weird easter egg and thing that people spent time throwing in there like there is a blink and you'll miss it thing where there's like a watchman sign and i was like someone took the time to do that and that just like i'm over the moon about all of it i can't believe that this entire universe has one existed this long to get us to crisis two become successful enough to actually have all these satellite properties that are like capable of sustaining themselves and coming together for this like this is the this is amazing because it's ambitious and wild and cool and i kind of like like that's what i'm choosing to to take away from it is like the very warm feeling that i have towards this entire this entire universe of 
of stuff that doesn't always stick the landing, but it tries really hard. And what I want in the second half of Crisis is obviously more Caitlin. Yes. Um, uh, the, doc- the doctor that will save us all. Um, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I am forbidden. Ask Tatiana I- what she wants. No, no, I'm. You're on a timeout because you were you made a deal with the what? devil. No, I'm kidding. What? No, go. No, go for. Of course, I, never, I will never forget because okay. you're obviously my favorite. Because I have, obviously, obviously, I love them um, all, but Rebecca is the greatest. Oh, I said Rebecca. Um, now, I said Rebecca I didn't say you. Yeah, I know. I heard. I heard. I think that it's wonderful. You know, it's it's like that. Um, no, nah, I just forgot what I was gonna say. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Where she's like, I love all my children equally. And then earlier that day, Arrested Development. Thank you. Arrested oh, Development. Yes. <laughs> I don't care for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, so I will say, like, yes, we have the nitpicking and everything that we say is negative all the time. But I do love the ambition of this crossover. I love the detail and thought that we put into it. And I do think there have been several emotional arcs that really resonated. Like... Um, Kara in the latter two episodes, especially like her not, you know, wanting to grab the Book of Destiny and Kate refusing to let her, and then them both kind of switching, right? Like Kara being like, I'll take some of your courage, and Kate being like, I'll take some of your optimism. I love that. <laughs> and then finally, like, because I was really annoyed in the first two episodes that Barry was getting like no lines, A, and B, like, no time to deal with the fact that maybe he's going to die in like two seconds. And in fact, he was like, I was supposed to die, not Oliver. Can I just go die now and just make it better? And I was like, shut up, Barry. Be grateful. But anyway, so um, so I'm glad that he finally got to have his arc in the third episode. Um, I, in fact, I will say, and this is not biased, because usually I'm like, Flash, why are you garbage when I love you? Um, I think Flash was the best episode of the three thus far. I thought it like pulled mm-hmm. together everyone's storylines. It had like the most emotion and heart in it. And it really, like, the urgency of the crisis coming upon us felt like it was, you know, it was finally here. Whereas the first two, especially the second one, had a lot of, like, spinning of the wheels. So anyway, um, finally, um, I've been complaining all season long that Iris does not get to have any voice about the fact that Barry is dying. And in this episode, she did finally get to via her conversation with Ryan Joy, as well as her and Barry finally getting a farewell. So obviously, I'm very grateful for all of that. And the fact that Lila being brainwashed by the anti-monitor finally came into play was very exciting for me because I've been waiting for, you know, something (laughs) relating to the actual comic to happen. So now I do feel like it's a possibility that what we will get in the back half is that some of those Earths, the ones that we know can't possibly disappear, didn't ever actually disappear. And that part of the the monitor's plan was like the comic that he like secluded them away into like his own little whatever space where the anti-monitor thinks they're gone, but they're really not, um, because he knew the anti-monitor was going to kill him. And that was part of when he was like, Pariah, you know what to do. And Pariah was like, suddenly, I know what to do. (laughs) So that's that's what I assume is happening. And that among those Earths that obviously did not get destroyed would be Black Lightning's Earth. And mm, I'm a little iffy on Earth 38, because I feel like on the one hand, they want to have Supergirl in the same universe, um, but on the other hand, now that Arrow's gone, because the Arrow spinoff is going to be in the future, so they can't really hang out. I mean, they could, because Barry could travel to the future, but he's not supposed to. So I feel like they're going to want to move Kara, but at the same time, do they want to get rid of all the people? I don't know. So maybe Earth-38 is gone, but Argo isn't. Something like that. Some kind of lame compromise. But either way, even though it will be lame and everyone will come back and everyone will be safe and there's no lasting consequences, 
I do appreciate how much they've tried to make those consequences feel real this week. Okay. Um, and for me, I am forbidden to give any theories. Because I, yes, for anyone who's wondering why is, why is he being the Riddler, yes, I know a little bit too much about his damn thing, how it goes down, so I'm not going to say anything. All I will say is that, you know, we had Avengers Endgame, you know, a couple months ago, uh, you know, not just, you know, you know, not a big deal, but it's just the biggest box office movie of all of, of history. But this is what Crisis is doing for me on television and it's just as big just as epic it's just as wonderful and all these cameos all these returns all these yes there will be more uh, director bonus episodes on the super great don't worry um all, all these uh, all these people coming together all the care that's gone into it i'm this is why i love the error so much i love that's why i love these tv so much and i'm just excited to see what's gonna come I'm excited to see how everyone's going to react to what's coming next. Uh, but there was just so many rewarding things in this uh, in this in this crossover. Yes, look, we, there's not going to be any crossovers where we don't nitpick on things. Don't worry, like that. That's it's we have to. We we can't just be cheerleaders. If there are things that we don't like, then we're going to address that. Um, but I thought like this is, you know, they've been spending each crossover has in, in its own way been building up to this, and. I feel the payoff, I feel the rewards, and, you know, I, it's, it's, it makes it all worth it so much in the end, covering all these shows and talking about it and having all, and look at, look what's, what, what we have created. These shows that allow us to create like our own little, you know, do I have to say, you know, a little flare reverse, um, because Oliver's didn't die, I don't want to say air reverse, uh, and, um, it's, it's just fun, and, but also there's, there's deep storytelling going on, they're adapting one of the bit. I mean, I still think Crisis is the biggest comic book storyline in DC Comics, but I, you know, I'm, I might, I might be wrong, I don't know, um, what about Pain Fat Pam from HR, is she still alive? <laughs> <laughs> um, hard hitting question. Yeah. Uh, no, hope went into Pam. <gasps> what? Oh, could you could you imagine Hope is like an HR? <laughs> well, 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 Morgan, you could demonstrate. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that like and be like, um, I'm sorry, we don't have your PTO request. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. And we're... Hope's doing all the expense reports from Crisis. Going, <laughs> I just made ruin so many buildings. What about, what about the Pelicans, Andy? I don't know. That's a question for Rebecca. She 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 has a hot scoop on the the Pelicans. She actually was supposed to write an episode of season five that addresses the the crisis of the Infinite Pelicans, but um, for some reason they felt like we need more Andrea Rojas. Well, no matter what happened to the Pelicans, Car is not going to cover that story. No, she never goes you know, to work. She, she doesn't go to work and do her job, so uh, she's not going to come to work. I'm sorry to interrupt, but have you seen this comment from Molly West 27? What if Bebo defeats mm. the antimatter? Uh, <laughs> yes. No, because, be that, that, because that, that would give Legends like a good thing to do. Where are they? Where is everyone? <sighs> you find out on January 14th. And that, ladies and gentlemen, well, is going to be it. That is, that's going to be it for our, our, our <laughs> long discussion of the first three hours. We're going to be back on Tuesday, January 4th, no, Wednesday, 
January 15th at this exact time, 9 p.m. Eastern, 5, 6 p.m. Pacific, here on Mixer.com, the DC podcast. But I know some of us are still going to do a few episodes before we go on Christmas. And so look forward to that. But I want to thank everyone in the live. I mean, good Lord, we have so many listeners right now. Like, I've never seen the chat go on this fast. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to to see more theories and your participation. So thank you for joining us and, and having fun. I want to thank all the hosts, you know, for, I mean, this is, we don't get to do this very often. We don't get to get together that often. And it's just so fu- fun to see. Like, it's like we've all been working together for years. And for some, I mean, I, I mean, heck, for some of you, I mean, Lazy and Breathe, I mean, you're making some of um, the other hosts for the first time, I guess. Um, so there's, it, there's a lot of fun going down this and we're looking forward to, to covering the final two hours, so, um, hey, Andy, I want to thank you, man, for for not only bringing us together, but I've been holding this kryptonite in my pocket for the past two hours in case you got out of hand. <laughs> I, I didn't want to have what, to put you down, but what, I'm glad you what, behaved, what, so I didn't have to bring. Wait, wait, hold on, hold, hold on, hold on. I will get, I will go get my dad if he can go throw it away again. Nate, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought you were just happy to see us. I, I mean, uh, two things can be true at, at the same time. Uh, 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 wow, DC podcast—they're not mutually exclusive. Really happening. Yeah. Wait, 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 Morgan, Morgan. Yeah, will, yeah, I'm still here. Will you officially approve? Will you pick up DC After Dark series? I'm sorry, Andy. I just can't do it. <laughs> what, 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 you got to talk to HR. You, I, you've got to talk to. This is a, get a clear, Okay. Hope uh, told uh, me it was a clear HR violation. I can't. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Rachel, Rachel. Yeah, yeah, I'm t- here. Time to do your job. Go after, go, go after her with the law. <laughs> okay, so we're getting public uh, with the law. Yeah. Go okay. Ahead. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> is that what? You, could you imagine if that's what I thought a courtroom scene would be like? I'm, you know, I'm gonna go after you with a law. <laughs> anyway, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, <sighs> ladies and gentlemen thank you. like that episode of Flash where he was on trial and and it, yeah, we don't want to yeah. bring that back up. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it's nowhere near as horrible as the the court scenes on Arrow. Um, Oof, they're all uh, terrible. Honestly, they're all so yeah. bad. Pretty, pretty rough. Pretty rough so stuff. Bad. I'm gonna call my I'm, I'm gonna call my first witness my dad, Laurel. That's not, that, that's not. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, no, sorry, because Rebe- Rebecca's gonna get mad at me now. Just, a conflict of interest, Laurel. Yeah. Re- now, Rebe- now Rebecca's not gonna go to sleep because you you said something ill about Earth One, Laurel. I'm like, but like it's. it's I her, love Earth One, Laurel. I love her too, but it's like she just can't call her dad as a witness. Yeah, that you, doesn't the, work. The, yeah. the show just doesn't understand how things like reporting or law or um. <laughs> Executive Go. orders. We've established this, oh. Rebecca and I. <laughs> yes, he doesn't yes. understand how a lot of things work. <laughs> hey, Kara won that Pulitzer, guys. Exactly. I'm, again, so I'm, 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 I'm going to quote. Is. I'm going to quote what Rebecca said the best back on that night. Where does she had to go to as a character? Because I agree, that was so like. That... She won a Pulitzer for writing a story about a guy who didn't die. <laughs> No, <laughs> I, I I love Petty Rebecca. I love it so. Much. I just, I just uh, the story is null and void now. Yeah. Um. Oh my. Her polos, so her, her polos are got destroyed. Oh. Anyway, oh, you have to actually earn it this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh good lord. Okay, now oh. we're, we're 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 really going to DC After Dark now. So okay, ladies, <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen, Arrow and Little Tomorrow will 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 kick off the final 
two hour of the Crash on Infinite Earth crossover on Tuesday, January 14th at 8, 7 central on the CW. We're going to be back on the 15th of January uh, for our live show uh, covering the final two parts. And um, so thank you so much for tuning in to, to my amazing co-host i mean you're i mean you're i mean you guys are the stars like i'm just i'm just i'm just here to to look at you all and be like i wish i was that pretty i wish i was that talented uh so we wish you all a merry christmas and a happy new year and we hope that you go go back go the episodes are now up anything else you may celebrate yes uh, and happy hanukkah um kwanzaa uh, uh, I was gonna say, what about that Kwanzaa, Andy? Uh, I, was, I, I, I don't was, know if you guys do, but maybe Jewish. Yeah, I, I, I see a couple of Merry Crisis in there. Winter Solstice. Merry, Merry, Merry Crisis to us all. Merry Crisis to you all, and may you all have none of the infinite herbs. Uh, so, oh, well, I okay now. It's time to sign off, guys. So, thank you so much. <laughs> the episode will be up on all the feeds, um, not the same day, cause. I'm the one who has to put them all up. Because, you know, that's what I do, apparently. So it'll go in order of Andy's favorite to least favorite. <laughs> yeah, so right. it'll, it'll, it'll yeah, be, you know. Be on the lookout for the first one that goes up. It will be, it'll be, I mean, look, it will be on the Flash podcast, that's and then that's on Sunday you'll see all all the, on the rest of the feeds. So, everyone, we uh, hope. Tune in for Cries on Infinite Earth, the final two parts on January 14th, and then our live show on the 15th, on the 15th, on the 50th. Good Lord, could you imagine if January was that long? And no. everyone, if no. you want to say goodbye, this is the time, and we will play some music, and then we out. Bye, peeps. Don't say goodbye. Don't turn away. <laughs> it doesn't have goodbye, to everyone. end everybody. today. Pour out some eggnog for all them Earths. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Stay lit, yes, Brittany. I love that. And may the speed force be with you. Everybody's yeah, a side of cut. Everybody's a side of cut. See you soon. Worlds will die, and the universe will never be the same.